symbol of excellence in sports entertainment. Turn it on and rip the knob off. Guys, and welcome back to the Wrestling Memory Grenade, episode number 106. We have now moved past November of 1987 in the World Wrestling Federation and straight into the month of December. Yes, indeed, guys, we're about to close out the year of 1987 over the next couple episodes of the Grenade. Just finishing up all the talk on the Survivor Series and the November 28th edition of Saturday Night's Main Event. Saw a couple of big angles here last week on WWF-TV as well, closing out the month of November. Greg the Hammer Valentine now going solo with new manager Jimmy Hart, seemingly injuring the knee of one former partner, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. But the big angle, and it begins, guys, Ted DiBiase, the million-dollar man, has announced his plans of purchasing the WWF World Championship from the current champion, Hulk Hogan. Can't wait to see how that plays out over the course of the rest of the year here. And this week, it's going to be all about December news here for 1987 of the World Wrestling Federation. Also going to be taking a look at all these show results over the course of the month of December, along with something like somewhere around two dozen sound bites thrown in here of a myriad of localized promos. Can't wait to get to all of that. But before we get there, just a friendly reminder, you guys can listen to the Wrestling Memory Grenade and all of our sister shows here at the WrestleCopia brand, talking about Monday Warfare, the battles within, all about the Monday Night War between Raw and Nitro, WWF versus WCW. And of course, don't want to forget the Regional Wrestling Podcast, where we talk the territories. In the past on that show, we've had names like John McAdam and the former Ring of Honor owner, Kerry Silken, on the show. Currently, it's Jamie Ward and Roman Gomez both on the show. Well, not at the same time. Jamie and I discussing Georgia Championship Wrestling 1981. Roman on the show talking all about the UWF, Bill Watts' UWF in 1986. Plus, yes, coming very soon, it's the Wrestling Stoop Podcast with wrestling legend Bob Roop getting all of our ducks in a row. Plan to record our first show this week, guys, so be on the lookout for that. And you can listen to all of those shows and more, all part of the WrestleCopia Podcast Network located over at WrestleCopia.com. That's WrestleCopia.com and anywhere your podcast streaming needs are met from Apple to Spotify, Google, and beyond. And be sure to follow me on social media, guys. You can follow me on X, the former Twitter. You can follow me there at Rasslin Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Also, follow and like me, Facebook.com slash Rasslin Grenade. Follow me on social media for all the latest goings on here at the WrestleCopia Podcast Network. And make sure you subscribe to my YouTube channel as well, guys. You can find me there, YouTube.com slash Rasslin Grenade. Over 500 videos right now on my YouTube, including the most recent three episodes of The Grenade Show. Just dropped episode 105 earlier this week, featuring 700, somewhere around 700 pictures of that week in WWF history. So lots of fun pictures to look at while you're listening to the show if you're a big YouTube listener. And last but certainly not least, asking you guys if you got a couple bucks laying around, burning a hole in your pocket, sitting in that PayPal account. Perhaps you're looking to subscribe, maybe back 
that next up-and-coming podcast brand, why don't you guys think about making it WrestleCopia? And you can head over right now and check it out. I'm talking about patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. The $5 all-access tier. All sorts of gifts there for just $5, including all of my insanely detailed book-like show notes, talking pages and pages of show notes for every episode of The Grenade, Monday Warfare, and the Regional Rassin Podcast. You also get early access to many of the podcasts here on WrestleCopia, where you can listen days and sometimes as much as a week earlier than the rest of the listeners. Plus, remastered versions of the earliest episodes of The Grenade Show, covering the 1989 NWA project. Yes, I've enhanced the sound quality, but I also went back and added new content and conversation that was originally edited out of the initial broadcast due to time constraints. I put it right back in the show. But that's not all, guys. You also get digital downloads for your viewing and reading pleasure, bonus random video drops, and of course, the Patreon-exclusive watch-along series, covering many past WWF and WCW pay-per-views, Coliseum videos, Saturday Night's Main Events, Clash of the Champions, and so much more. And guys, you get all of that for the low, low price of $5. And if that wasn't enough, Patreon moving on with the times, helping us... The brand make your experience even more fun as part of Patreon, becoming a patron here. And what I'm talking about right now is Patreon has added a collections area, allowing me to take the different gifts and place them in their own folders, easier for you to find. So yes, now there's a digital downloads folder, a Patreon exclusive watch along series folder. It's very easy to go in and find exactly what you're looking for, guys. And of course, for those who don't know, also Patreon now introduced the ability for patrons to listen to all of our shows on Spotify. So now WrestleCopia has its own Patreon Spotify account where you can not only listen to all of the shows posted here as part of the WrestleCopia brand, but all the early access shows drop there as well. So you don't have to sit there and keep Patreon open in your browser or on the app and listen to it through Patreon anymore. You can simply go to your Spotify and check it out there. Lots of good things going on right now with the Patreon brand. And that brings me back to that $5 all-access tier, guys. No subscription. Cancel anytime. Show your support. Give it a try for a month. I think you'll like all the content that I offer there. Lots of digital downloads coming this week, guys, so stay tuned for that. And every penny you guys give goes right back here into paying the bills at the Russell Copia Podcast Network. So please help me keep all of these shows up and running for the months and the years to come. And now with all of that said, all of that out of the way, Time to jump into the final month of the 1987 and the World Wrestling Federation project. Last week, we closed out the final week of November. So here we are with the month of December and December news in the WWF here in 1987. And sound the alarm. The Slammies are coming. Yes, it's the 37th annual Slammy Awards. Taking some liberties there with the 37th annual, by the way, guys. The Slammys scheduled to air in your market December 19th from Caesars Palace, Atlantic City, New Jersey. No doubt Gorilla Monsoon going to have himself a fun time at the blackjack tables there in New Jersey, as they will be in Gorilla Country. Now, the Slammys going to air December 19th, actually going to be taped December 16th, then edited down to fit a two-hour window that they've slotted for on TV, and I, for one, cannot wait to get to that show. Also, we touched on it at the end of last episode. We touched on it here at the beginning of this episode. But as we closed out the month of November, the million-dollar man, Ted DiBiase, proclaimed he plans to purchase the WWF title from current champion Hulk Hogan. Well, guys, get ready for a wild ride with that storyline all the way in 
to WrestleMania 4. We've got that to look forward to as the weeks continue on here. The build continues. Ted DiBiase, Hulk Hogan, Andre the Giant. We know what that leads to. Like I said, WrestleMania 4. Can't wait for all of that, guys. And speaking of the Hulkster, way back in the summer, the WWF came down with a new no-blade job policy within the company, if you guys recall, meaning no more bleeding in the matches here in the World Wrestling Federation. However, it would seem Hulk Hogan has gotten the okay, though who's going to tell him no, to gig himself in select markets anyway, in matches versus the one-man gang, with at least two of those markets being the Meadowlands on December 13th, as well as the Richfield Coliseum here in the month of December as well. I do what I want to do, dude. And in more Hulk Hogan news, it's reported he will finally be taking a sabbatical from the wrestling ring following WrestleMania 4 through at least the month of June in 1988 to finally film his next movie, which, yes, guys, you got it right. I'm talking about No Holds Barred going to be filmed here in 1988. Now, if you recall, at least in The Observer, the rumors were swirling that Hogan was taking time off after WrestleMania 3 to film his next movie venture, but it will indeed be after WrestleMania 4, which explains a lot of things moving forward here right now. Politics, brother. And lastly, while we're still in the Hulk department of the program, I believe it was somewhere around WrestleMania 3 that I reported that Hulk Hogan and wife Linda lost their first child early on in her pregnancy, but news now is that Linda Balea, a.k.a. Linda Hogan, once again pregnant and will expect to give birth to their first child. It'll happen May 5th, 1988, a daughter by the name of Brooke. And now you know the rest of the story. Now, also at the end of Last Grenade, we talked about the Saturday Night's Main Event ratings from November 28th, drawing an 11.3 rating and that 30 share, which puts it among the three highest rated shows in that time slot in the history of television. Not wrestling, guys. In the history of television. Well, that same weekend, WWF's syndicated package, Superstars Wrestling Challenge, also drew an 11.5 rating, which Meltzer says, to his knowledge is the best rating that the package has ever garnered for a single weekend, placing it third in the national syndication standings, only behind Wheel of Fortune and Universal Pictures' debut network, whatever that is. So the WWF falling just behind Wheel of Fortune and most-watched TV program on the syndicated package. The rating would basically indicate that approximately anywhere between 10 and 14% more viewers we're watching the WWF that weekend than in any normal weekend. So yeah, things are really starting to take off here, heading into the new year. Also, as I looked ahead, based on upcoming house show results, it would seem the WWF has had to cancel several house shows due to poor advances, particularly all in the Midwest region. As Vince McMahon and company has also come down with a system for finding their superstars now, for not following proper protocol, if you will, Wrestlers now being fined for dress code violations, arriving late to buildings, no-showing events, that one makes sense, and whipping opponents into the guardrail. Don't need lawsuits, pal. So Vince McMahon taking the way of Cowboy Bill Watts starting to find his superstars for very different reasons. Now, in the comings and goings department, nothing new to report right now as far as headed in, but that will change fairly soon. I've got some good news. Or is it? bad news, but we're not there yet. However, leaving the company by January are the likes of Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who has already given his notice. And as we know, Orndorff going to take a couple years off from the ring, but he will return for a good chunk of the early and mid-1990s. 
Also gone very soon is King Kong Bundy, going on a sabbatical for Hollywood and commercials. I say sabbatical, but it's more like, see you in seven years, King Kong Bundy, at least in the WWF. Also, it appears the World Wrestling Federation has had their final straw with one Billy Jack Haynes after the recent plane ride where Haynes proclaimed that he basically died on the plane, had to be resuscitated, he says, by Dino Bravo. Not really sure where the truth in uh, fabrication falls in all of that, but there was clearly an incident, maybe two incidents recently with Mr. Haynes. So Billy's days also numbered. He's going to also disappear from the company in the early part of January here in 1988. Now, in The Observer, there were reports that Big John Studd was planning a return around this time in an upcoming Huntsville, Alabama TV taping. But it's going to be another year before we see Studd back to the WWF as part of Royal Rumble in 1989. And I touched on this as part of the Survivor Series 87 episode of The Grenade, but Dangerous Danny Davis going to be missing a few weeks of house shows here, starting right after Thanksgiving time. And as I had speculated then, back at the Survivor Series, it appears that Davis does indeed have a knee injury that he's working through. But Danny going to be all over TV here in December. Maybe not with the best utilization, but he will be on TV, nonetheless. And angle alert, guys. Rumors are swirling that the Islanders will now be feuding with the British Bulldogs moving forward. That could be fun. And the storyline to get this one out of the gate? Bobby Heenan and his Islanders kidnap Matilda. Well, on second thought. And lastly, save the best piece of news for last here. The promotion war is going to continue, guys. Yes, even more shenanigans ahead in the WWF versus Jim Crockett promotion saga. After the recent Survivor Series Starcade fiasco on pay-per-view, Jim Crockett already planning another pay-per-view in January, no less. The kicker? Bringing it right into WWF country at the Nassau Coliseum in New York. Now, how will Vince McMahon counter this event, you may ask? Well, by promoting a free TV special which will wind up airing on the USA Network on the same day at the same time. That event titled, The Royal Rumble. Yes, the Royal Rumble will make its USA Network debut in January 1988 to counteract Jim Crockett's pay-per-view, The Bunkhouse Stampede. And oh, by the way, guys, Titan also running their own Bunkhouse Battle Royals in select markets to oversaturate the matchup before JCP can shill it for pay-per-view. The WWF even going to have their own Bunkhouse Battle Royal earlier in the month of January at the Nassau Coliseum as well on January the 3rd. So take that, Mr. Crockett. So things getting fun there in the war between Vince McMahon and JCP as we close out the news and we head into December results, guys. And as always, I encourage everyone to head on over to the historyofwwe.com and click on 1987 House Show Results. Scroll down to December, scroll along with me. Now, some of my results differ a little bit from their website. Maybe I have results where they don't, or maybe they're a little altered. And that's because I've been collecting results for over 30 years myself. So in many cases, I use my own results. And where I don't have results, I use some of theirs as well. So the best thing to do, if you guys want to read along with me, see what I'm seeing, head on over. Great site there by Graham Cawthon and, of course, Richard Land, thehistoryofwwe.com. December of 1987, scroll down to the bottom, scroll along with me, have some fun looking at the matches. Of course, I don't touch on every house show, but I do touch on the majority and a lot of sound bites coming from the Boston Garden Spectrum 
MSG, and more. So stay tuned for those guys as we get rolling with December 1st in Phoenix, Arizona at the Veterans Memorial Coliseum. It's the Islanders over JYD and Coco Beware, now a sometimes tag team, at least to close out the year. So the Islanders over the Dog and the Birdman, Rock Don Morocco defeating the Natural Butch Reed, Bam Bam Bigelow over the One Man Gang, Million Dollar Man scoring a win over Brutus the Barber Beefcake, Jake the Snake Roberts over Sika, Sika back in the company. Remember, he had been fired, but immediately rehired when Killer Khan abruptly quit the company and retired from the business altogether. So every time you see Sika here in the month of December, this was actually Killer Khan's slot. So we were to see Jake take on Killer Khan night after night, but instead it winds up being Sika, the wild Samoan. Also on the card in Phoenix, it was Demolition over Billy Jack Haynes and Kempatera. And in the main event, Ravishing Rick Rude defeating Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff in a lumberjack match. As we move on to December the 2nd, sticking in Arizona, Tucson, Arizona this time around, is Special Delivery Jones over Steve Lombardi. Islanders again defeating JYD and Coco Ware. George Steele and Sika battling to a double disqualification. It's Don Morocco over Natural Butch Reed. Beefcake defeating the Mighty Hercules. Demolition once again scoring a win over Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera. The Million Dollar Man over Jake the Snake Roberts. Bam Bam Bigelow scoring a win over One Man Gang. Ravishing Rick Rude again downing Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff in the main event of Tucson as we roll on to Odessa, Texas, December the 3rd at the Ector County Coliseum. S.D. Jones over Lombardi. George Steele and Sika again to a double countout this time. It's Demolition defeating Billy Jack Haynes, Kim Patera. Bam Bam Bigelow over the gang. Million Dollar Man defeating Jake the Snake Roberts. Brutus Beefcake once more over the Mighty Hercules. Closing out the night, the Islanders continue their winning ways over the JYD and Coco Beware. Been fun following that house show selection. And we're going to see the same card again the following night at the Tingley Coliseum, December the 4th, in front of just 3,200 fans. That's in Albuquerque, New Mexico. Same matches, except a little change up here in Albuquerque. For those scrolling along, you can see the Hart Foundation have now joined this troop. It's Bret Hart, Jim Neidhart, scoring a win over George the Animal Steel and the Birdman, Coco Beware. Also on this card, headlining once again, it was Rick Rude over Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Rest of the card looks pretty much the same as the ones before it. So we move on to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, the Civic Arena. December the 4th, in front of 4,400 fans, going to see the Ultimate Warrior defeat Iron Mike Sharp. It's Hercules over Outback Jack. Dino Bravo now singles, pinning Hillbilly Jim. Junkyard Dog scoring a win over Bill Dixon. Wonder who he was subbing for there. Also, IC champion Honky Tonk Man over the Macho Man on a count out. The Bulldogs score a win over the Bolsheviks. Jake the Snake Roberts over the Mighty Sika. Hacksaw Jim Duggan picking up a victory over the King Harley Race on a count out. And the main event of the night, tag team champion Strike Force scoring a win over their rivals, the Islanders. So a couple of title matches there in Pittsburgh and only 4,400 fans. As we head all the way over to the West Coast, December the 5th, Los Angeles, California at the Sports Arena. SD Jones over Steve Lombardi. Greg the Hammer Valentine scoring a win over Coco Beware. Ooh, listen to this one. Ted DiBiase in the ring with Ricky Steamboat. DiBiase is going to score the win there on a countout. From there, it's Hacksaw Jim Duggan over the King Harley Race. Demolition continuing to down Patera and Haynes. Don Morocco over the natural Butch Reed. Heart Foundation over the team of Brutus Beefcake and George the Animal Steel. That would have been interesting. And in the main event of the night, it was IC champion Hockey Talk Man battling Brutus the Barber Beefcake to a double disqualification. 
and we leave SoCal for NorCal, if that's a thing. Talking about San Francisco, California, and the Cow Palace. December the 5th, in front of 7,500 fans. Again, S.D. Jones over Lombardi. Greg Valentine defeating Coco Beware with that figure four. It was Don Morocco this time battling Butch Reed to a double disqualification. Million Dollar Man pinning Ricky the Dragon Steamboat there in the Cow Palace. Hart Foundation over the team of Brutus Beefcake and George Steele. Neidhart pinning Steele after hitting him with a steel chair. Oh, the irony. Steele hitting Steele. From there, it was the Demos. Once again, scoring a win over Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. Mr. Fuji interference blasting Haynes with his cane, allowing Demolition to pick up the win. From there, Hacksaw Jim Duggan once again over the King Harley race. And in the main event of the night, it was the Macho Man, this time going over on IC champion Honky Tonk Man on a countout. Randy Savage pulling the wig off of Peggy Sue here in this one, revealing it to be the sensational Sherry. Once Peggy Sue was revealed, both she and champion Honky Tonk fleeing ringside. Now, during that bout, Jimmy Hart was suspended above the ring in that shark cage, as was the stipulation in many of the house shows throughout the month of December. As we move back out east to Erie, Pennsylvania, December the 5th, a matinee show at the Civic Center in front of 3,500 fans out to see Outback Jack over Barry Horowitz, the Ultimate Warrior defeat Iron Mike Sharp. Sharp on the house shows here subbing for the now-gone Cowboy Bob Orton. Imagine that matchup. Ultimate Warrior versus Bob Orton. I'm thinking, in theory, they thought Orton was really going to be able to help the Warrior, teach the Warrior. I don't know a lot of good that was going to do, but you have to wonder how many nights in a row Bob Orton could have sustained one of those beatings at the hands of the stiff Ultimate Warrior here in 1987. So instead, it is the rather large Mike Sharp once again doing the job to Warrior Man. As the show goes on in Erie, it's Dino Bravo over Hillbilly Jim. The Bulldogs once again defeating the Bolsheviks. Junkyard Dog over King Kong Bundy. It's reportedly on a forfeit. Not sure if Bundy was there and refused to wrestle. Don't know if there was an injury involved. Don't know anything about this. It's reportedly a forfeit here. JYD over King Kong Bundy. Kind of an odd result, but it is what it is. Also on the card, Jake the Snake Roberts over the Mighty Sika. And Strikeforce retaining their titles over the Islanders. But that's not all, guys. Also coming to Erie, it's WWF champion Hulk Hogan scoring a win over the mighty Hercules. In Hercules' corner, Andre the Giant. So a pretty fun show there in Erie, Pennsylvania. Now, of course, that was a matinee. As later in the day, the WWF heading east into Pennsylvania, back to Philadelphia this month in December at the Spectrum. Again, December the 5th in front of 10,105 fans. And this show, televised on the PRISM Network, included Dick Graham and Craig DeGeorge on commentary. On the undercard, it was Outback Jack over Barry Horowitz with the Bulldog, Ultimate Warrior pinning Iron Mike Sharp with a very impressive Gorilla Press Slam, pressing Mike Sharp over his head. My God. Also on the card, British Bulldogs defeating the Bolsheviks. And I talked to you guys about having a bunch of sound bites queued up here this week. For a lot of these house shows, including the Spectrum card right here. Well, up next, it's the newly single, if you will, Dino Bravo, no longer a part of the new dream team with Greg Valentine. Dino Bravo scheduled to take on Hillbilly Jim here. But that's not the big news. The big news is we head backstage. Cal Rudman standing by with Dino Bravo and his brand new manager, Frenchie Martin. And I have Dino Bravo on my right. He's going to fight Hillbilly Jim. Now, something interesting has happened. Dino Bravo has a new manager, Frenchie Martin. Who is Frenchie Martin? I've never seen him before. We've got terrific 
uh, managers in the World Wrestling Federation. Where's uh, Frenchie Martin come from, and what's he going to do for Dino Bravo? I'm going to tell you one thing. Forget where I'm coming from and realize where I'm going, because I'm with Dino Bravo for one thing. I have to go all the way to the top, and I know i got a lot of steps to go through, but I don't think there's any steps that can resist Dino Bravo. Because when you talk about strength, Dino Bravo's got it. The edge. When you talk about power, Dino Bravo's got it. When you talk about wanting to, Dino Bravo's got it. So where did that bring me in? Dino Bravo knows that I'm a multi-language person and that I can help it with papers. And all I have to do is take care that he doesn't get the uh, wrong side of the deal. And with my 15 years of experience as a professional wrestler, on the outside, I think there's nothing that can stop Dino Bravo. Dino, you want to comment on this? And also your well, match you know, coming up. You mentioned something about a lot of great managers in the World Wrestling Federation. I have to agree with you. There's a lot of great managers in the World Wrestling Federation. They're all busy taking care of business for somebody else. Frenchie Martin, as you well know, has got me right now. And that's all he's going to concentrate on. The man's been around wrestling for 15 years. And like he said, we're going all the way to the top. And there's not a human force that's going to stop me. I got him, Billy Jim. You know, he's a big stud. There's no doubt about it. Six foot eight, over 300 pounds of muscle. But nothing upstairs. And tonight in the spectrum, I'm going to show him what it takes to be a, a great wrestler. You need strength. You need a, a lot of stamina. We also need a brain that functions inside that skull, Il Billy Jim. And tonight, I'm going to whack you silly and beat you right in the middle of that ring. <laughs> we'll, we'll be right back. Oh. Well, there it is, Cascousay, USA is not okay, Frenchie Martin now, the manager of one Dino Bravo, and I love that they found something for Frenchie to do. We know he's been curtain jerking for quite a while here with the company. A longtime grizzled vet was Martin, and with Johnny V gone, Frenchie Martin steps in as the latest manager here in the WWF. Let's see how that pays off here for Dino's new singles career as we head back to the ring. It is indeed Dino Bravo with Martin in his corner. Bravo scoring a pinfall over Hillbilly Jim, catching him with a knee in the back after Hillbilly distracted on the apron from Frenchie. So Frenchie Martin already doing more for Dino than Johnny V all year long. And then scheduled up next here at the Spectrum, Jake the Snake Roberts going to be taking on, well, it was supposed to be Killer Khan. Instead, it's the Wild Samoan Sika. As we head backstage one more time, Cal Rudman standing by with Jake the Snake and Damien. And walking into camera range is Jake the Snake with the Snake. Yeah. How you doing, Jake? Oh, I'm doing fine. How about you? You're not scared of snakes, are no, you? Oh. Of snakes. I have something to ask you on behalf of all the fans, because I take you and the fans take you very serious as a wrestler, in spite of the snake. Oh, yeah. But what we want to know from your mouth is just what are your sights in the World Wrestling Federation? What, what are your goals? What are your aims? Where are you heading? Well, I'll tell you something. Everybody's got dreams. Unfortunately for me, and unfortunately for those that face me, my dreams usually turn out to be somebody else's nightmares. I mean, after all, whenever I lock up with somebody in that ring, they realize real quick they can feel the disease that is running through the veins of my body. Moment by moment, they can feel it. They can feel that relentless obsession that I have to be what I want to be, to be the very best, to be different, to be an innovator and not an imitator, man, to do what I want to do. Well, I tell you something, I'm not the kind of guy that goes out and buys a used car. If I want a home, I build a home. I don't get somebody else's used trash. So for me, there's only one thing to do, and that's to keep moving up, to keep going, to take every test that I can, every test that I have to, to get to be what I want to be. 
That's simply the very best that there is to offer. I've got the best finishing maneuver in wrestling today in the DDT. And I've got Damien for companion. What else would a man need? I mean, you think about it, huh? Everybody needs a little snake every now and then. Don't you wish you had... Boy, <laughs> that is tough. We'll be right back. Now, that's a fun promo. If you guys can find the footage, I encourage you to go out and check it out. Cal Rudman, not really afraid of Damien there. Jake kind of wrapping Damien around himself and Cal to close that promo. As we head back to the ring, it is indeed Jake the Snake pinning the wild Samoan Sika with a schoolboy. Sika missing a charge in the corner. Jake, no fool, going to capitalize, rolling him up and scoring the win. Now, Sika did try to attack the Snake Man after the matchup, but out come Damien, and even Samoans are apparently afraid of snakes, at least here on this night at the Spectrum anyway. As the show goes on, it was the tag team champion, Strike Force, over the team of the Islanders, Rick Martel pinning Tama with a sunset flip. From there, it's the mighty Hercules defeating the Junkyard Dog on a countout. Herc and Dog battling it out on the outside. Hercules thrown back in the ring just in time to beat the count. The Dog basically beating himself, launching Herc back inside, but Dog not able to beat the count himself. Hercules scoring a countout victory there. And as the show goes on, we got a WWF Championship match slated. It's Hulk Hogan scheduled to take on this man, the one-man gang who is standing by with his manager, the Doctor of Style, Slick. And history could be made as we introduce Slick and One Man Gang. Slick, of course, the manager. History can be made because the title might change hands for only the second time in history. Hulk Hogan, well, he's got to face somebody the likes of whom he's never faced before. What do you say, Slick? Well, the second time in history here at the Philadelphia Spectrum. Yes, this is a golden opportunity because, you know, Hulk Hogan, I believe you've had one too many title defenses in this year of 1987. You know, destiny has reared its welcome head, and it has lent itself in the favor of the one-man gang and myself because, Hogan, I don't think you've ever gotten over WrestleMania three. I don't think you're up to the task tonight, Hogan. I don't think you have what it takes to step in the ring with six feet, nine inches, 483 pounds of fighting fury. Well, Hogan, I'm going to promise you something tonight, brother. You've met your match. You've met the man that can do what no one else has been able to do. And that's take the world's heavyweight championship away from you, fool. In just a moment, when we come right back, we'll see what happens. All right, Slickster thinks the one-man gang is ready, brother. For this championship match with Hulk Hogan, thank you, Cal Rudman. We head back to the ring for WWF champion Hulk Hogan in the ring, pinning the one-man gang after the big body slam and leg drop finisher. Now, this was a fun match, another match I encourage you guys to go check out. As Hulk Hogan came with his working boots on here tonight. Now, I'm not talking New Japan work boots or anything like that, but Hogan even doing some things you don't really see him do in the WWF. At one point, gang with a sort of a Greco-Roman knuckle lock on the mat. On top of the Hulkster, 500 pounds on top of Hogan, and Hogan doing a head bridge, a headstand sort of, kind of bridging his way up to prevent being pinned. So just kind of interesting. I did post a picture of that on social media, so go check that out, guys. Now, post-match, this is where it gets interesting. After disposing of the one-man gang and slick from the ring, Andre the Giant in attendance, Andre making his way to ringside, standing at the aisleway. Bit of a stare down there from afar between the Hulkster and the Giant. And it wouldn't be their final time 
meeting at ringside tonight. As in the main event, well, we'll talk about it in just a few minutes. Bam Bam Bigelow scheduled to close out the show versus King Kong Bundy. Bundy going to have Andre the Giant in his corner. Right now, we're going to go here from King Kong. The interview area, Bam Bam Bigelow is the opponent for King Kong Bundy. And in your corner, King Kong Bundy, will be Andre the Giant. How in heaven's name did you ever convince Bobby the Brain Heenan to allow Andre in your corner and Bobby the Brain Heenan isn't even here? You know, some Andre the Giant, get that thing out of my face, Roman. Andre the Giant is a part of the Heenan family and he's going to be in my corner strictly as an advisor. You know, everybody thinks it's a big to-do about Andre to be, he's going to be in the corner, you know? They're saying Bam Bam's going to be watching Andre, and Bam Bam's going to be distracted. Bam Bam this and Bam Bam that, and talk about Andre in the corner. It doesn't matter who's in the corner. I've got Andre the Giant in the corner strictly as an advisor for me. I don't need Andre the Giant to beat Bam Bam Bigelow. I'm going to prove that tonight. You know something? You're just like everybody else, brother. No, I'm not. You're just like I'm everybody different. else. Why is Andre in the corner? And you know, First of all, Bobby the Brain, when he does something, you know, usually it's on a need-to-know basis, and you don't need to know. It's none of your business. It's the fact. Everything he does, he has a reason for doing. All right, Bundy having a little fun there with Cal Rudman as we head back to the ring for Stand Back begins to play Bam Bam Bigelow to the ring here, which is kind of weird because Bam Bam has his own music, but whatever. Vince McMahon's tones here at the Spectrum. Going to see Bam Bam Bigelow out with manager Sir Oliver Humperdinck to score a win over King Kong Bundy with Andre the Giant in his corner. Now, Andre played a little bit of a part in the matchup, got involved attacking Bam Bam on the floor at one point, but we would then see WWF champion Hulk Hogan return to ringside to counteract the Giant, which caused a distraction with Bundy long enough for Bigelow to launch himself with a headbutt into Bundy, scoring the surprise 1-2-3. In just about five minutes' time, Bam Bam Bigelow pinning King Kong Bundy thanks to a distraction from Mr. Hulk Hogan. So Hogan counteracting Andre the Giant there. After Andre had previously pulled the top rope down, causing Bigelow to take a nasty bump to the floor, looked like it could have been it for the Bammer, but Hogan coming out and aiding his friend in a victory. How kind. As we continue on, Fresno, California, and the Celland Arena, December the 6th, a matinee show. Sees demolition over Patera and Haynes. Greg Valentine scoring the win over Coco Beware. It's Jim Duggan defeating the King Harley race once more. Heart Foundation again over the tandem of Brutus Beefcake and George Steele. Ted DiBiase again pinning the Dragon Ricky Steamboat. And in the main event, Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring in a cage as Hockey Talk Man, the IC champion Hockey Talk Man, accompanied to the ring by Peggy Sue, he'd retain his title over the Macho Man. End result of the match, not really sure. They always seem to end in a DQ or count out one way or the other, but... Nevertheless, we know Honky retains there in Fresno as we head back to the Civic Center in Springfield, Mass. December the 6th as well. 1,700 fans here to see Outback Jack over Barry Horowitz. The Ultimate Warrior again defeat Iron Mike Sharp. The Bulldogs over the Bolsheviks. Dino Bravo again pins Hillbilly Jim. Bam Bam Bigelow over King Kong Bundy. Jake Roberts scoring a win over Sika. Hey, this is very familiar to the Spectrum show. Except, well, no Hulk Hogan. Oh, and one change here, it's JYD this time defeating Hercules on a disqualification. In the main event, the Strike Force retain their titles over the Islanders in a Lumberjack match. Also, December the 6th, Sacramento, California at the Arco Arena. Opener saw Steve Lombardi score a win over question mark, apparently an unknown there. 
Not really sure what the deal is with that result. But also on the card, Greg Valentine over Coco Ware. Butch Reed defeating Don Morocco. Million Dollar Man over George the Animal Steel. Demolition again over Patera and Haynes. Jim Duggan defeating the King Harley Race. And here's a fun main event. Unique matchup only to Sacramento. Six-man tag team action sees the Macho Man Randy Savage team with Ricky the Dragon Steamboat and Brutus the Barber Beefcake, all partners at the Survivor Series. It's Savage, Steamboat, and Beefer scoring a win over IC champion the Honky Tonk Man and the Heart Foundation. Now, if you thought Honky did a job here, you'd be wrong, guys. Instead, it was the Macho Man pinning Jim the Anvil Nightheart in that six-man encounter. As we move up a day to December the 7th, Landover, Maryland at the Cap Center. 11,000 fans out for a Saturday night's main event taping. Going to air in the early part of January 1988, some of the dark matches on the show featured Dino Bravo again pinning Hillbilly Jim, the Islanders scoring a win over the British Bulldogs. Here's an interesting one, and we'll talk more about this as we head into the new year. It's Ravishing Rick Rude pinning the Junkyard Dog. Now, there were some shenanigans involved there, so JYD challenging Rude to an immediate rematch, for which the Dog wins, defeating Ravishing Rick. How about that? Go JYD. Also in a dark match, King Harley Race finally scoring a pin, pinning Hacksaw Jim Duggan after hitting him with a foreign object. Also that night on the card, Ultimate Warrior over Iron Mike Sharp and the Macho Man Randy Savage defeating IC Champ Honky Tonk Man on a DQ in a Lumberjack match after the Islanders get involved. Well, that would have been interesting to see Savage in the ring with the Islanders. Now remember, guys, this was a Saturday night's main event taping going to air January 2nd here on NBC, featuring a major angle between the WWF champion Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant, and we'll talk more about that when we get there. But for now, we roll on Tampa, Florida, the Sundome, December the 9th, a Superstars taping as well that day. Dark matches seat Don Morocco over Dusty Wolf, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff in the ring with Ravishing Rick Rude. You have to think maybe Rude went over there. Also, IC champion Honky Tonk over Randy Savage on a countout. Tag team champion Strike Force defeating the Hart Foundation and WWF champion Hulk Hogan pinning the one man gang. So, all three titles on the line there as part of the Superstars taping in Tampa. And then the following day, December the 10th, Fort Myers, Florida at the Lee Civic Center, it's Wrestling Challenge tapings. And in a dark match, Bam Bam Bigelow scoring a win over the one man gang and a whole lot of matches taped for upcoming episodes of Primetime Wrestling All American Spotlight. Many of the matches included. Jake the Snake Roberts over IC Champion Honky Tonk Man on a DQ. I believe we're going to see that on primetime. I know it also airs on an upcoming spotlight. Also, matches that will air on primetime. Talking about Hacksaw Duggan over Rex King. King Harley Race defeating Jim Evans. The Islanders scoring a win over Tag Team Champion Strike Force on a countout. That's coming up on the December 21st edition of primetime. Islanders picking up that big win over the Tag Champ Strike Force. Again, on a countout. Titles did not change hands. Also part of the Wrestling Challenge TV taping, a squash match with a little angle at the end going to air at the end of the year on All-American Wrestling. Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera scoring a win over Van Van Horn and Iron Mike Sharp. But after the bout, Demolition come out ringside attacking Haynes and Patera, but the babyface is going to clear the ring with Fuji's Kane. So at this point, the feud will go on into the new year between the Demos and Haynes and Patera. And closing out this challenge taping, Dark match main event sees the million dollar man Ted DiBiase defeat WWF champion Hulk Hogan on a disqualification, brother. As then we are off to Houston, Texas 
Sam Houston Coliseum, December the 11th. Only 2,000 fans, well, 2,000 plus fans. Just a shame out here in Sam Houston Coliseum. This event going to feature Bruce Pritchard, Mike McGurk, and Pete Doherty on commentary. Gotta love that trio. As we're a little light on the undercard here this time, but that's okay. The main event, very interesting. But again, only 2,000 fans out to see this one. Sam Houston over Dusty Wolf. Hercules pinning the Junkyard Dog. Demolition over Haynes and, well, Brady Boone. In fact, subbing for the injured Kent Patera. Patera is ringside, so not sure if his arm was acting up on him or what the issue was here. But Brady Boone, the quote-unquote cousin of Billy Jack Haynes, teaming with Haynes here. Demolition scoring the win nevertheless, even with Patera ringside. Also on the card, rematch from last time here in November. Ravishing Rick Rude, this time pinning Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff using the ropes for leverage this time around. One Man Gang also scoring a big win over Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Then from there, remember the challenge was issued in November here in Houston. Challenge accepted as the tag team champions defend. Talking about Strikeforce defending those titles against the former champions, the Hart Foundation. And Strikeforce going to pick up the win by disqualification after Neidhart caught blasting Martell with one of the tag team title belts. Now Martell had the hitman Bret Hart applied in the Boston Crab finisher. Neidhart not going to let his partner give up here, not going to submit. But the Hart's going to lose that match on a DQ. Also here in Houston, Ultimate Warrior over Iron Mike Sharp. Ricky Steamboat pinning the outlaw Ron Bass. Greg the Hammer Valentine scoring a win over Ken Johnson. Ken Johnson, a well-known enhancement talent from the Texas area. He's subbing here for the Polish power, Ivan Putski, who's already no longer with the company, maybe lasted about a month or so. This would have been sort of a homecoming here for Ivan Putski as well, but instead it's Valentine picking up a quick win with his figure four leg lock over Ken Johnson. And in the main event, WWF champion Hulk Hogan pins the million dollar man Ted DiBiase and at ringside with DiBiase, not just Virgil, but Andre the Giant as well. DiBiase winds up colliding with Virgil on the apron, Hogan with the schoolboy, picking up the win, and it should be noted Andre was sent to the back mid-match as he got involved tripping up Hogan from the floor, and much like Saturday night's main event, instead of calling for the bell, the referee forcing Andre to leave ringside to continue the match, leading to Hulk Hogan scoring the win there over the million-dollar man. As we move on, December the 12th, Kansas City, Missouri, and the Municipal Auditorium. For a matinee show of the Warrior over Iron Mike Sharp, Greg Valentine defeating George Steele on a countout, Ricky Steamboat again over the outlaw Ron Bass, Hercules defeating JYD, Ravishing Rick Rude over Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, it's Demolition over Billy Jack Haynes and Brady Boone once again, Tag Team Champion Strikeforce defeating the Hart Foundation on a DQ, and in the main event, once again, Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase accompanied by Andre the Giant, so Andre beginning to make the rounds, maybe not in the ring, but he's on a lot of the house shows. It's DiBiase defeating Hulk Hogan on a countout after Andre's interference keeping Hogan out on the floor. Now, that was just the matinee show in Kansas City. We move on later in the day, also December the 12th, Keel Auditorium, St. Louis, Missouri, 4,300 fans. Got to see the ultimate warrior over Iron Mike Sharp, Ron Bass battling Sam Houston to a time limit draw. Ugh, that does not sound fun. Also, Greg the Hammer Valentine over George Steele on a countout. Hercules again downing the JYD. Demolition over Haynes and Brady Boone. Ted DiBiase back to pinning Ricky the Dragon Steamboat after a little help from Verge there at ringside. Tag Team Champion Strikeforce again defeating Hart Foundation on a DQ. And in the main event, Andre the Giant stepping into the ring at the old Keel Auditorium. 
front of 4,300 fans, Andre teaming with Ravishing Rick Rude, scoring a win over WWF champion Hulk Hogan and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, Andre pinning Mr. Wonderful after a headbutt. Now, as reports go, Andre spending less than a minute in the ring altogether in this matchup, but picking up the win there, kind of a shocker, and another very unique match I would have loved to have seen. As we continue on, also, December the 12th, Boston Gardens, Boston, Massachusetts, 13,000 fans. And, oh, you want to talk about sound bites, guys. I've got a ton of them queued up here for the Boston Garden Show. Televised on the New England Sports Network, included Gorilla Monsoon and Nick Bockwinkle on commentary. Pete Doherty going to be joining them midway through the show. He's got a matchup to wrestle first. As we kick things off with the Young Stallions, Jim Powers and Paul Roma over the Conquistadors. Paul Roma hitting that top rope sunset flip to secure the win there. Also on the card, Birdman Coco Beware pinning the Duke of Dorchester, Pete Doherty, subbing for the injured Danny Davis. It's Coco over Doherty with the Ghostbuster. Then from there, one-man gang with manager Slick by his side, defeating Brutus the Barber Beefcake on a countout. Both men brawling on the floor, gang just beating the count back inside. Beefer taking the countout loss here but running the heels off with his brand new hedge clippers. Now, as I said, sound bites galore. Get ready, guys. Our very first of many here in the line of sound bites. Up next on the show, Bam Bam Bigelow scheduled to take on King Kong Bundy. And right now we're off to a pair of promos, back-to-back promos. We're going to hear from Bam Bam talking all about his matchup with Bundy, but we're also going to hear from Hacksaw Jim Duggan, who's preparing for his upcoming contest later tonight with the King Harley Race. It's going to be an unbelievable card when we return to the Boston Garden Saturday night, December the 12th, 8 p.m. Very unusual return title defense for the honky-tonk man, the reigning intercontinental champ. He's going to be defending against Macho Man Randy Savage. Jimmy, the mouth of the South Heart, is going to be suspended high above the ring of the Boston Garden in a steel cage, no less. And now Honky Tonk tells me in his corner will be Peggy Sue, his longtime Arm piece? Girlfriend? I don't know what the relationship is. Come on in, Hacksaw Jim Duggan. You and I have got... I'm looking around, Jane. For Peggy Sue or for the King, Harley Race? Oh, Hacksaw may have some bad eyes, but I ain't looking that hard for Peggy Sue, that's for sure. I'm keeping my eye out for the King, Harley Race, because every once in a while, you get a chance to get a hold of a weasel, pull him up real close where you get a good look at him, and you got somebody sneaking up from behind you. You got the guy that's supposed to be royalty. You got the guy that thinks he's a king, comes up, grabs my two-by-four, and starts, sorry about that, and starts working me over. Well, let me tell you something, Harley Race. Hacksaw Jim Duggan's not a hard man to find. In the Boston Garden, I'll be standing in that corner looking for you. Tough guy. I thank you very much. Easy on the floor directors here. We've lost two this week. By the way, here on Saturday, December the 12th at 8 p.m. in the Boston Garden, Jake the Snake Roberts will be facing Killer Khan, a very mysterious gentleman from Mongolia. The natural butchery to meet the rock, Don Morocco Davis and Coco Beware, the Bulldogs and Bolsheviks in tag team action, Brutus the Barber Beefcake to meet the one-man gang, Oliver Humperdinck. Come on in. Oliver, Bam Bam, and King Kong Bundy. I've sized this one up, and I like it a lot. It's going to be the Battle of the Giants. Boston Garden, get ready. Bam Bam, come on in. King Kong Bundy and Weasel Heenan take a good look at the Bammer because we're coming from Bam 
We're coming for Big Bad Bundy. We're going to show Heenan and Bundy how bad this man is. Talk to him. Talk to him. All right, I'll be more than happy. You don't seem to be in the best frame of mind these days, Bam Bam. Well, you know, everywhere I go, all I hear is Bam Bam. When are you going to wrestle Bundy? Well, it's happening, and it's happening now, and I'm going to bounce you like a basketball, Bundy. All right, I like it a lot. King Kong Bundy to meet Pam Pam here on Saturday night, December the 12th in the Boston Garden. So there it is, a couple of baby faces. They sound primed and ready for their matches here tonight. Duggan, he has raced a little later on. We're going to hear from Duggan again, I do believe. But for right now, Bam Bam Bigelow, he says he's got this one in the bag. It is indeed Bam Bam Bigelow with Oliver Humperdinck in his corner. Bammer scoring a pinfall win over King Kong Bundy. Bundy missing a splash, and Bam Bam up on his feet, nailing a splash of his own to pick up the win there over King Kong. Now, we just heard from Hacksaw Duggan once, and we're going to hear from him again here in just a moment. We're also going to be hearing a couple of back-to-back promos from Jake the Snake Roberts, including a live promo right here at the Spectrum. Gorilla Monsoon conducting an interview with Jake the Snake Roberts, his opponent tonight, Sika. All right, next Saturday night, get ready. We're going to be back in the Boston Garden. We've got an 8 p.m. start and a sensational World Wrestling Federation card. It'll return Intercontinental title defense, Honky Tonk Man, to defend against Macho Man Randy Savage. Jimmy Hart's going to be high above the ring in a steel cage, so he cannot interfere this time. In the corner of the Honky Tonk Man will be his longtime girlfriend, Peggy Sue. I don't know what kind of difference that could possibly make. Bam Bam Bigelow going against King Kong Bundy next weekend. Also, the natural Butch Reed will be going against the Rock Don Morocco. Come on, and if you would, Jake the Snake Roberts in Boston from Stone Mountain, Georgia. Next Saturday night, you're going to be going against the big Samoan Sika, and he is a big man. I bet you think I'm happy about that. You probably aren't. You're right. You see, when you step into the ring with somebody like that, an animal, an animal is what this man is. I don't know who controls him or how they control him. I know this, I have to face him face to face, and I'm not looking forward to it. No, because when he goes, brother, he goes. But you know something, when you're dealing with a nasty animal, a big, nasty, filthy animal like Sika, you just got to set a bigger, nastier trap. A bigger, nastier trap? It's a simple thing you got to do. You still got Fuji there at ringside. You still got that to deal with, but that trap. (laughs) Make sure those jaws shut tight. Get that? I got that. I got that. He does not beat around the, the, the bush at all. Hut, Come on in. Pack's all Jim Duggan. Hut, hut, hut. Jim Duggan next. I'm marching around, Gene. I'm marching around. Excuse me for interrupting you, but I want to tell you what I was doing. Next Saturday night, it's going to be you and the King Harley race one-on-one. Speaking of nasty traps, I'll tell you about the last time Jake Roberts and I was in Boston. Maybe I won't tell you that story, Gene, but I'll tell you about the King Harley race who's going to come down with that big old crown on his head. He's going to have that fancy dad cape of his and he walks around like this not wanting to look nobody in the eye well harley race hacksaw jim duggan's tired of it gene right here he's tired of it too and i'm sure a lot of folks right out there are sick and tired of it so harley race this time i want to keep my eye on my two by four my other one on you and i'm going to beat you up he's kind of a pump tough guy a, a, a pompous tough guy. Well, whatever. Get ready, Boston. Get ready next Saturday night, December the 12th, 8 p.m. We're going to be back at the Boston Garden with a great card. 
Grill a Monsoon here in the interview area in Boston Garden in Beantown here where Jake the Snake Roberts faces a most unusual challenger in the big Samoan Sika. Dangerous individual, Jake. Got my hands full again. Oh, though. absolutely. There I go again, doing absolutely. something I shouldn't do. Well, Seems like I'm always doing that, you know. It seems but you know, you can look at the world from the outside and take pictures of it as it's going by. You take a lot of good pictures, I Oh, know. no, not me, brother. I jump right in the middle of it and I live it. I don't want to sit and look at photographs, man. I want to be right in the middle of it, doing what I like to do. That's being on top, and that's what it's all about in the World Wrestling Federation. I would never go into anything wanting to be second best. Now, you say Sika. He said a Spells danger in my book. That's it. 350 pounds a man that does not have a lot of wrestling skill, but he has a unique style of winning matches. He just pummels you to death. He will beat you. He will kick you. I have been through it. He will you. hook that head. He will hold you to the mat till you turn purple. He will do anything it takes to get the job done. And I have to respect the man for that. I know he's a tough individual. DDT will work on him. That's what he's got to respect. That's what he's got to acknowledge, that there is a little danger when you step in there with the snake. I don't know why I intimidate you, but I have the one wrestling maneuver that will stop any man in cold in his tracks. And that's what I've got to rely on. DDT, Damien, and Jake the Snake Roberts. What a combination. We'll be back. All right, and there is a very fun, pro very interesting dynamic scene. Gorilla interviews certain guys, like a macho man, like a honky-tonk man, and most definitely like Jake the Snake Roberts there. I mean, not that Jake was giving him any shit, but Gorilla really took no shit from anyone when he was conducting interviews here. And he kind of steered this one where he needed to, as Jake is back and looking a little bigger than he, than he was before his suspension. And originally, it was supposed to be Killer Khan, his opponent, as I said before, but instead, it's Jake Roberts pinning Sika with another schoolboy here. Sika missing the corner charge. Jake Roberts with a roll-up, scoring the win, which probably for the best, because I'm not sure the DDT would work on the head of a wild Samoan, but maybe we'll never know. As we prepare for more action here tonight, a couple of matches upcoming. Going to see the Rock Don Morocco take on the natural Butch Reed. We're also going to see the British Bulldogs taking on the team of Boris Zukov, Nikolai Volkov. The Bolsheviks, all of those men managed by the Doctor of Style Slick, as right now we head backstage to hear from the Slickster and his stable. All right, Boston Garden, get ready. Saturday night, December the 12th, we've got an 8 p.m. start and a tremendous World Wrestling Federation card. In a return, intercontinental title defense, Honky Tonk to meet Macho Man Randy Savage. Jimmy Hart will be suspended high above the ring in a steel cage to prevent any outside interference. However... In the corner of the honky-tonk man will be Peggy Sue, his longtime arm piece, girlfriend, acquaintance. Slick, come on in, doctor of style. The Bolsheviks, your man here, Nikolai Volkov and Boris Zukov are going to be facing former tag team champions, the British Bulldogs. That's right, and you said it exactly right, former. And they couldn't be former if they had an experienced defeat. So then we know they can be beaten. And if you guys think that these men are two dummies, then you can rest assured you're wrong. These are two smart men. This man's got a head on him, and so does this man. Right on, brother. We know, Nikolai Volkov, what happens to losers in the Soviet Union. Jim, you don't know what happened because you've never been there, and all you heard about Russia is American propaganda. But forget about that. So just to talk about British Bulldogs. They are good team. They work hard. You can see it. They work hard in the gym. They lift the base. But... Ways don't make you fight back. Me and Boris know how to wrestle, right, Boris? Is it dates or weights? Don't you be quiet. Bulldogs, we're going to make an example of you in Boston Garden and defeat you fat and square. 
All right, I thank you very much, gentlemen. They are outspoken. I don't know if that's inherent with being Russians yet. So I thank you very much. Natural Butch Reed, come on in. All right, Slick, this man has got his work cut out for him. He's going to be going against The Rock. I'm not talking about Prudential. I'm talking about Don Morocco. Well, you know, Butch, I want to keep it on your mind, brother. You know, Morocco is the one that stuck his nose in your business. You know what happens to people that stick their big, fat, snotty noses in my business? You get it knocked out, and Morocco, you first one on the list, sucker. I've been hearing about you running around there calling your little pet names. Well, let me tell you something, boy. In Boston, the only thing that's going to get petted is you. I'm going to do the petting. They call you the rock, but I'm the jackhammer, boy, and granted dust is what you're going to become. Boston Garden, get ready, Saturday night, December the 12th at 8 p.m. All right, so it sounds like Slick has his men primed and ready as well. Here tonight at the Boston Garden. We'll have to see the results here. We head back to the ring for the Rock Don Morocco. Going to battle the natural Butch Reed to a 20-minute time limit draw. Now, the match actually goes about 18 and a half minutes, but not really complaining that they shaved 90 seconds off there. But post-match, Butch Reed issued a challenge to Morocco to get back in the ring, referring to him as a beach bum. And the newly turned babyface Morocco obliges. Heads back in the ring, clearing the ring of the natural. So no extra rounds there but a moral victory for The Rock and his hoses. Again, that matchup, Morocco and Reed, a 20-minute time limit draw. We'll have to see how the Bolsheviks fare in the next matchup, and it is the British Bulldogs scoring a win over Nikolai and Boris, sorry, Slickster, Davy Boy pinning Volkov after Davy Boy had scooped Volkov up for a big slam. Boris Zukov out on the floor tripping Davy Boy up as Smith tried to slam Volkov from the apron back into the ring. Volkov was intended to land on top, but it was Davy Boy's momentum that placed the Bulldogs on top to secure the win. And we've already heard from him a couple times tonight talking about Hacksaw Jim Duggan. He, too, will pick up a victory here tonight at the Boston Garden, defeating the King Harley Race. A little tit-for-tat here, Duggan blasting Harley with his 2 by 4 Behind the ref's back, Duggan going to steal the victory. And then in the main event, scheduled to see the Macho Man Randy Savage take on Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Talk Man, with Jimmy Hart suspended high above the ring in a shark cage. And while Randy has Miss Elizabeth by his side, Honky Talk Man, he has himself Peggy Sue. And this being the WrestleCopia brand right now, I bring to you a cornucopia of promos from both Champion and Challenger. Enjoy. Hi again, everyone. We are coming back to Beantown. Plenty of time to get your tickets Saturday, December the 12th at 8 p.m. should be a great World Wrestling Federation card. In a return title matchup, we're going to talk about this one in just a minute. Honky Tonk against Randy Macho Man Savage. A lot of other things to tell you about on that one. Also, Bam Bam Bigelow meet King Kong Bundy. Jake the Snake against Killer Khan. King Harley Race to beat Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The natural Butch Reed will be here. Don Morocco, the Bolsheviks. But I want to get to this matchup. I really enjoy this one. Jimmy Hart, (laughs) you're going to be some some 50 feet suspended in a cage above the ring. And that, of course, will prevent you from, from any interference. Let's put it that way. You know, why don't you get that big smile off your face? You're like all the people in the audience. It's not going to be 50 feet. It's going to be more like 500 feet above the ring. This is very dangerous for me. That little bitty rope that holds that cage, when they hoist me up, if that thing was to fall, I could be seriously injured. You're crazy if I'm going to get in there. Honky, well, I'm not going to get in there. We'll keep you from don't interfering. You don't you worry, I Jimmy. Wanna, when we... a honky-tonk man gets to Boston Garden, when I'm there and I'm looking up there at all the signs I think about the 
greatest basketball player that plays there of all time. I'm talking about Larry Bird. And when you think about professional wrestling, you think about the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time, you're thinking about the honky-tonk man. And I've got something for Boston Garden. I've got something for you, Jimmy Hart. I've got something for you, Randy Savage, and you, Elizabeth. I've got the greatest girlfriend in the world. That's right, Peggy Sue. Peggy's My girlfriend, Peggy Sue? Peggy Sue, will be at ringside with a honky-tonk man. Yes, wait, sir. Whoa, wait a minute. My Hold girlfriend. on a second. Hold on a second. According to what I have seen, anyway, Peggy Sue has what color hair? Blonde hair and, and blue eyes. I thought uh, I saw some, some pictures. I thought the person who would be ringside was a brunette. And of that, course, I'm referring to any... I'm referring to sensational Sherry, who is not just a girlfriend. She is no, not she's the world be there. Champion. It's gonna be Peggy Sue, my girlfriend, because she is the only one I can trust now with Jimmy Hart suspended 500 feet above ringside. It's not any Sherry Martell. It's not a brunette. It's blue eyes and a ponytail, a blonde ponytail at that. Sue's That's gonna Peggy be Sue. She'll be at ringside because I know. She'll keep her eye well, on Well, if that is the case, Elizabeth will have nothing to worry about. However, if it is sensational, Sherry, look out, and certainly the Macho Man will be looking out. Saturday, <laughs> December the 12th, 8 p.m., Boston Garden. All right, hi again, everyone. We are coming back to the Boston Garden, Saturday, December the 12th, 8 p.m. I know my good friend, broadcaster Sean McDonough, will be making his way out to the Garden for a terrific night of World Wrestling Federation action. Bam Bam Bigelow will meet King Kong Bundy, also Jake the Snake, to take on Killer Khan. The natural Butch Reed... We'll meet Don Morocco. What about King Harley Race? Well, Axel Jim Duggan will get his shot at Harley Race after what Harley did to him a couple of weeks ago with that two-by-four. Danny Davis, Coco Beware, the Bulldogs, the Bolsheviks, Beefcake, One Man Gang, and, of course, that very interesting return matchup for the title. Honky Tonk Man against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Jimmy Hart will be 30, 40 feet above the ring, and it will be, I don't care what Honky Tonk says, it will be, sensational Sherry in Honky Tonk's corner, that thing worries me. I'm reaching past Jimmy Hart all the way up, mm. lightning bolts from the sky, yeah, bringing it down all the way to the Boston Gardens, yeah, a specific and undesirable, yeah, I'm talking all the way. Mega power, yeah, undesirable for a honky-tonk man, but it's specifically meant for you, man, yeah. And I understand that Sherry Martell in the corner, yeah, with Jimmy Hart suspended way above the ring. Beantown could not answer to the macho man Randy Savage. If I didn't take the beaner, yeah, you honky-tonk man, and bring it from one end of the building all the way to the other end of the building, because I predict after the Boston Gardens, yeah, going to be like the Lakers versus the Celtics, but uh, multiplied by 10,000 times, because I'm leaving the Boston Garden with not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt, but the ladies! Heavyweight oh. Championship belt. Yeah, Sherry Martell, that finger is meant for you. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. Macho Madness freaks all over the Boston area. That's a tough town, you know, Beantown's yeah. Tough. Beantown's tough, and so is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And every Macho Madness freak that goes into the Boston Garden knows that the Macho Man, yeah, realizes that Honky Tonk Man has set Siri Martell after Elizabeth, so I don't need to know nothing else. All I need to know is that the time, yeah, 8 o'clock at night, December the 12th, Saturday night in the Boston Garden's gonna be one hell of a Macho Madness night! All right, and that's the particulars, Macho Madness, Honky Tonk Man, December yeah. the 12th, 8 p.m. at Ever the Garden. Been. All right, hi again, everyone. We're about three weeks away from our next great card out of the Boston Garden, Saturday, December the 12th. At 8 o'clock start time, got some new information, accurate once again, might I add, about the Honky Tonk Man match against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Tell you about that in just a bit. Bam Bam Bigelow 
To meet King Kong Bundy, Jake the Snake there. To meet Killer Khan, also King Harley Race against Hacksaw Jim Duggan. The natural Bush Reed will be in town. Don Morocco, the Bulldogs, also Brutus Beefcake. And the one-man gang and Jimmy Hart, you will be there, although uh, you're not going to be ringside. You'll be, well, sort of a bird's-eye view, if you will. How oh, real cute. Real cute. 10,000 comedians out of work, and you're trying to be one. That's right. I'm going to be five, 600 feet on top of that Boston Garden in a little bitty steel cage hanging by a little string. I'll be looking face-to-face -face with all those Boston Celtic championship banners up there. Yeah. But Honky Tonk's got a plan. Aren't you, Honky? Yes, he yes, does. Yes, I do, yeah. yes. I said it last week, and I'm going to say it again. My girlfriend, Peggy right. Sue. My true love. The queen of Memphis, Tennessee. She'll be at ringside in the Boston Garden because she knows. She knows that Elizabeth is going to try to whisper, caress, kiss, hug, and all those other things that I know she wants to do to me. And my girlfriend, Peggy Sue, will make sure that Elizabeth stays where she belongs. Now, I want to tell all of my fans out there one thing. Please, no touching. Do not touch Peggy Sue. It will upset the honky-tonk man to the fullest because she only gets touched by me, the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time. And this is a return title. What's so uh, funny wait, now? Just wait, just wait. I thought we'd put this issue to rest. Sensational, Sherry. I've talked with Jack Tony. I've talked with World Wrestling Federation officials on this. I made sure I wasn't positive last week, but... Well, I don't know what you're talking. Peggy Sue is not going to be ring. So she might be in the ring. She might be on the outside or somewhere. She's not going to be there. So you're saying who is it going to be then? Sensation, the women's champion. You want Sensational Sherry to protect you yourself your because she certainly buddy. knows how to handle herself in the ring. You must get your information from the car park. It's Peggy Sue. The honky-tonk man is telling all of my fans that you're finally going to get to see her. You're going to get to see the girl with the blue eyes and the ponytail, the pleated skirt, the leather jacket, the bobby socks. She'll be at ringside, not Sherry Martell. All right, that's not what I know, but Saturday, December the 12th, we'll find out at 8 o'clock. All right, hi again, everyone. We are coming back to the Boston Garden, Saturday, December the 12th, 8 p.m. I know my good friend, broadcaster Sean McDonough, will be making his way out to the Garden for a terrific night of World Wrestling Federation action. Bam Bam Bigelow will meet King Kong Bundy, also Jake the Snake, to take on Killer Khan. The natural Butch Reed will meet Don Morocco. What about King Harley Race? Well... Axel Jim Duggan will get his shot at Harley Race after what Harley did to him a couple of weeks ago with that two-by-four. Danny Davis, Coco Beware, the Bulldogs, the Bolsheviks, Beefcake, One Man Gang, and, of course, that very interesting return matchup for the title. Honky Tonk Man against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Jimmy Hart will be 30, 40 feet above the ring, and it will be, I don't care what Honky Tonk says, it will be, Sensational Sherry in Honky Tonk's corner, that thing worries me. I'm reaching past Jimmy Hart all the way up, mm -hmm. lightning bolts from the sky, yeah, bringing it down all the way to the Boston Gardens, yeah, a specific and undesirable, yeah, I'm talking all the way. Mega power, yeah, undesirable for a honky-tonk man, but it's specifically meant for you, man, yeah. And I understand that Sherry Martell in the corner, yeah, with Jimmy Hart suspended way above the ring. Beantown could not answer to the macho man Randy Savage. If I didn't take the beaner, yeah, you honky-tonk man, and bring you from one end of the building all the way to the other end of the building, because I predict after the Boston Gardens, yeah, going to be like the Lakers versus the Celtics, but uh, multiplied by 10,000 times, because I'm leaving the Boston Garden with not only the Intercontinental Heavyweight Championship belt, but the ladies! Heavyweight oh. Championship belt. Yeah, Sherry Martell, that finger is meant for you. Yeah, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
Macho Madness freaks all over the Boston area. That's a tough town, you know, Bean yeah. Beantown's tough, and so is the Macho Man Randy Savage. And every Macho Madness freak that goes into the Boston Garden knows that the Macho Man, yeah, realizes that Honky Tonk Man has set Siri Martell after Elizabeth, so I don't need to know nothing else. All I need to know is that the time, yeah, 8 o'clock at night, December the 12th. Saturday night in the Boston Garden's gonna be one hell of a macho madness night. All right, and that's the particulars. Macho yeah. Madness, Honky Tonk Man, December the yeah. 12th, 8 p.m. at Never the Garden. Been. All right, fans here at Boston, the entire area, get ready. We will be back at the Boston Garden on Saturday night, December the 12th, two weeks away. 8 o'clock start time and a terrific World Wrestling Federation card. The British Bulldogs will be at the Garden to take on the Bolsheviks. Danny Davis also to meet Coco Beware, the natural Butch Reed against the Rock Don Morocco. Jake the Snake Roberts in Boston to meet Killer Khan. Bam Bam Bigelow against King Kong Bundy and the Biggie return matchup for the Intercontinental title. We've talked about this one. Honky Tonk Man will put it on the line. Jimmy Hart against Randy Macho Man Savage. Two things to point out here. One, as we mentioned, Sensational Sherry will be in the corner of the Honky Tonk Man, and you will be in a cage some 40 or 50 feet above the ring area. <laughs> First of all, idiot, it's Peggy Sue in the corner, and I still can't believe I'm going to have to go into that cage 500 feet above the Boston Gardens. It's very dangerous for me to be in there. I've almost lost my voice. Don't, don't you Honky Tonk. Jimmy, Jimmy, please, I've told, I've told you, I've told the fans for you not to worry. I know it's dangerous. It's a very dangerous situation. There's probably only one person that can get up that high and come back down and still do it. Time and time again, that's Larry Bird, but you don't have to worry, right. Jimmy. When you're up there, you don't have to worry. There's nothing to worry about. Macho man Randy Savage can't do anything to you. He won't be able to get his hands on you. Hey, lovely Elizabeth won't be able to distract you. And speaking of lovely Elizabeth, we have got something for her. And I've been saying it over and over again, and you say sensational. The lady champion. No, sir, it is not. Jimmy, you go get her and bring her out here. I want the people in Boston. I want everybody around the Boston Garden to see my girlfriend, Peggy Sue. Blue eyes and a ponytail. I said it was blue eyes and a ponytail. I said Peggy Sue, and that's exactly who it is. And she's going to be with a honky-tonk man at ringside in the Boston Garden Saturday night, December the 12th. She's going to be there for one reason and one reason only. Because Jimmy Hart is suspended 500 feet above ringside, they've taken him away from me. She's there to watch you, Elizabeth. She's there to make sure Elizabeth does not try to distract the honky-tonk man, does not try to interfere. And Elizabeth, if you do, well, Peggy Sue, you know what to do to her. Those eyes don't look blue at <laughs> all. On, what man, about that go. beauty mark? All right, fans, here in Beantown, we are back next weekend, Saturday the 12th at 8 o'clock start time at the Boston Garden and a great World Wrestling Federation card. The natural Butch Reed will meet The Rock at the Garden. King Harley Race to meet Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Also, Jake the Snake Roberts. He will be battling Killer Khan. Battle of the big men as well. Bam Bam Bigelow one side. King Kong Bundy. On the other side, hope the ring can support those two. And mouth of South, Jimmy Hart, come on in. The big matchup. You're going to be up near those Celtics championship banners high atop the garden, well above the ring in a steel cage. And you will be looking down at the honky-tonk man, your champ, of course, going up against the macho man, Randy Savage. And as I've been trying to point out, there's some confusion on this. Sensational Sherry 
in the corner of the honky-tonk man. First of all, idiot, why don't you get it right? It's Peggy Suet ringside, and you're right. I'm going to be in that little cage 500 feet up in the air like some little caged animal. But let me tell you something. We've got a big surprise for you, Randy Savage, and also you too, Elizabeth. Tell him, honky. Idiot. For the people, for the people who missed it last week when the honky-tonk man talked about it, for the people who missed it last week when I brought her out here oh, no, on no. national TV, for all of my fans in Boston to see. I want her out here again. She's no. always with me. She's beside me. She wants to make sure that everybody in Boston, everybody around the garden, they get a good close look at my girlfriend, Peggy Sue. Uh, blue eyes and a ponytail. We don't even see blue eyes. How do you... Mm, mm, mm. And she will do... What will you do for me? Anything for you. She will do anything for the honky-tonk man. That sounds like Sherry. <laughs> That's Peggy Sue. I don't know where this Sherry mess come from, but I'm getting tired of it. My fans are getting tired of it. The people at the Boston Garden are getting tired of it. The last time I played the Boston Garden, why don't you tell them? It was sold out. 18, 19, maybe 22,000 people were there. And they saw what I did to Macho Man, and they saw what Elizabeth did to the honky-tonk man. So this time, it's not going to happen. Jimmy Hart suspended up top with the banners. But in my corner, Peggy Sue, to watch you, Elizabeth, if you make a move. Mm, mm, mm. Let's go. That's, Come on, gang. That's nice blonde hair you got there. Saturday, December the 12th, 8 o'clock, the Boston Garden Great World Wrestling Federation card. Make your plans in advance. All right, Boston Garden, tonight I'll tell you what, this entire city is buzzing about the big World Wrestling Federation Spectacular at 8 p.m. tonight. Bam Bam Bigelow to meet King Kong Bundy. Jake the Snake Robert squares off against the wild Samoan Sika. Hacksaw Jim Duggan to meet the King Harley Race Reed in Morocco. Davis Coco Beware, Bulldogs Bolsheviks. Brutus the Barber Beefcake to meet the one-man gang. Each and every one of these main events. But talking to good friends of mine out in Acton, Mass, Jack and Sheila Norton, the kids, they're looking forward to this return title defense for the Honky Tonk Man because they want to see the challenger. Oops. You, Macho yeah. Man Randy Savage. Now, Jimmy Hart is going to be suspended high above the ring in a steel cage. But as I understand it, Peggy Sue, the Honky Tonk Man's girlfriend, is going to be in his corner tonight in the Boston Garden. First the ball in the garden. Yeah, tonight. I'm going to see if I can set the new Guinness Book of World's record for spitting straight up in the air and hitting Jimmy Hart in the face. Possibly, maybe, or I won't even do that at all. But Peggy Sue on the outside of the ring, let me tell you something, yeah. I don't know who you are. I'm suspicious. Yeah, I am. And I'm thinking, yeah, which washroom do you go in? like to see the doctor's Ooh. file on you, yeah. Could be Ronald Reagan in a wig. Could be, uh, yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund. Could be something else or whatever. Larry doesn't matter to me. Anybody that walks around the ring and, uh, yeah, in a harmful look at Elizabeth in any way, shape, or form, Their I'm history. taking them all the way. Magic style. And that's tonight. You won't have to worry about Jimmy Hart. He's going to be suspended 25, 30, 35, 40, 50, 60 feet above the ring in a steel cage. He will not interfere. I'm telling the honky-tonk man something right now. You pushed Elizabeth down real, real hard. Saturday night's main event, yeah. I remember her like it was yesterday, yeah. And I'm going to get you. And I'm going to get you tonight in the garden, in the Boston Garden. I'm going to do it and do it right. And Peggy Sue, you want to meet the macho man, Randy Savage, yeah? Uh-huh. Think of what kind of a gentleman I am, yeah. Tonight in the garden. 
All right, what a shootout it is going to be. 8 o'clock tonight, box office is going to be open at the Boston Garden all afternoon long, right on up until 8 tonight. Don't miss it. Grilla Monsoon here in the interview area with the main event here in Beantown in Boston, at least one half of the main event, talking about... Come on, say it. The greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time. You did, I know I that, you're probably, that. The, you you're probably the greatest TV announcer of all time. Well, thank you very much. And you know that I'm Who's the greatest... Who's standing to your left? Uh, I want you to say that I'm the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion of all time. Perhaps the greatest intercontinental heavyweight champion well, of all time. Next to maybe Pat Patterson or Pedro Morales. Go ahead. Gee. Who's beside me? Look at here, blue eyes and a ponytail. That's tell? my girlfriend Peggy Sue. Look at that. Mmm, mmm, mmm. Just what the doctor ordered. And tonight she's standing by my side. She's sitting in my corner because Jimmy Hart, Jimmy Hart, once again, they're trying to do everything they can to get this book. Let me off. ask you this, Mark. Okay. Is Peggy Sue going to be at the Slammy? Be close, Peggy Sue. Of course she's going to be at the Slammy. Peggy Sue's going to be standing beside me when I sing my number one hit that's record. What, that's what I was afraid of. <laughs> You are going to be suspended some 20 feet high above the ring. Why don't you tell it like it is? It's probably five or 600 feet above this arena. I am scared to death. I have bitten my fingernails up to my elbows, and I know you've got a big smile on your face. Oh. You're happy about this, aren't you? You're yeah. like, I know you are. You're like all these people out there. Somebody's going to get hurt tonight, and it's not going to be me, baby. It'll probably you be you. Know, You'll be hanging up there. Happen. Hanging up there 500 feet above ringside in the Boston Garden. Somebody could push a button. Jimmy Hart could fall all the way. It's all coming at you in just a moment. All right, some really fun stuff there. Ending with Gorilla Monsoon, a live interview backstage with the IC champion hockey talk man, Miss Peggy Sue by his side as we head to the ring for the main event. It's going to see the Macho Man with Miss Elizabeth defeating IC champion hockey talk man with Peggy Sue and Jimmy Hart high above the ring. It's Savage over hockey talk by disqualification after hockey is caught hitting the challenger with the IC title belt. Now, post-match, some fun to be had here. Savage didn't get the belt, but a bit of a moral victory as he chases both Champion and Jimmy Hart away from ringside, once again, snatching the wig off of that no-good Peggy Sue to reveal the sensational Sherry. So it was fun early on. If you got to go to the house shows, you got to see Sherry un unmasked, if you will, or unwigged, de-wigged. So we learned Peggy Sue is indeed Sherry, which we suspected all along. Craig DeGeorge certainly tells us in the promos, the localized promos. But they never really acknowledge it on actual TV programming, syndicated TV or whatnot. When Peggy Sue is out there, she's just Peggy Sue, at least to the best of my memory. But a fun night here at the Boston Garden. I'll have to ask John McAdam if he attended that one. As we roll on December the 13th, Youngstown, Ohio, for a matinee show at the Beagley Center in front of 6,000 fans. Wow, 6,000. You got to guess who's on this show. It's the Young Stallions over the Conquistadors, Jake the Snake Roberts defeating Sika. Coco Beware over Iron Mike Sharp. The British Bulldogs, again, downing the Bolsheviks. Butch Reed, pinning a fellow by the name of Preston Steele, who I've talked about in recent weeks here on this show. We've seen him on syndicated TV doing jobs as Pete Luchik. Steele subbing for a missing-in-action Don Morocco here tonight. Butch Reed picking up a rather quick win here over Preston Steele. Also on the card, Hacksaw Jim Duggan battling the King Harley Race to a double countout. And I presume the match everybody came out to see. 6,000 strong there in Youngstown to see the WWF champion Hulk Hogan pin the one-man gang. And it's a pretty busy day on December the 13th. WWF also at the Knight Center in Miami, Florida. It's Dan Spivey still here over Jeff Lee, Ultimate Warrior over the Gladiator. Sam Houston battling outlaw Ron Bass to a draw. Hercules over Junkyard Dog. 
Brutus the Barber Beefcake defeating Jim the Anvil Neidhart in singles competition. From there, it was the Hitman Bret Hart defeating George the Animal Steel. Would like to have seen that one. And then the main event, well, double main event here. Listen to this. First, it's Bam Bam Bigelow and Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff over the duo of Ravishing Rick Rude and King Kong Bundy from the Heenan family. And then it's IC Champion Hockey Talk Man over the Macho Man, Randy Savage. Also, December the 13th at the Meadowlands in East Rutherford, New Jersey, 15,000 fans, guys, out for a big main event. On the undercard, it was Leaping Lanny Poffo over Iron Mike Sharp, Jake the Snake Roberts pinning Mr. Fuji. No Sika here at the Meadowlands. Instead, it's Jake over Mr. Fuji. Lots of fun matches, random matches here in the month of December. Million Dollar Man pinning Coco Beware on the undercard. Also, it's the Bulldogs over the Bolsheviks. Demolition defeating Billy Jack Haynes and Brady Boone. So Patera definitely out multiple days here with that nagging arm injury, it would seem. And I really didn't notice that until now. Also on the card, Morocco battling Butch Reed to a double countout. Big Jim Duggan once more over the King Harley race, using that 2x4 to his advantage. And in the main event, 15,000 fans come to see WWF champion Hulk Hogan defeat the one-man gang in a steel cage match. And guys, very recently, just in the last couple weeks, someone posted a picture from this match, a very rare picture of the gang versus Hogan in the cage. One of their very few, if not only, cage matches they had right here from this Meadowlands card. One of the very few shows that Hogan gigged on as well. But yes, it was Hogan climbing over the big blue bars to escape the cage and defeat the gang at the Meadowlands. As we move forward, December the 14th, WWF making their debut in Fort Pierce, Florida at the St. Lucie County Civic Center. 2,285 fans going to see Dan Spivey over Brady Boone. Sam Houston again battling Ron Bass to a draw. It was the Ultimate Warrior pinning Rex Pate, perhaps Rex King. Not really sure. Not going to speculate as to who this really was here. Uh, somebody in the ring here subbing for the now gone Cowboy Bob Orton Warrior scoring a win in Fort Pierce, Florida. Also on the card, Brutus Beefcake scoring a win over former partner Greg Valentine on a DQ. Rick Rude pinning Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff. Hercules over JYD. Bam Bam Bigelow scoring a win over King Kong Bundy. And then the main event, wow, listen to this. The Macho Man teaming with George the Animal Steel. Would have loved to have seen that interaction after all of their past shenanigans. It's the Macho Man and the Animal teaming up to defeat the Hart Foundation. Like I said, lots of fun, random, unique matchups here in the month of December. Also here in the middle of December, WWF headed off to South Bend, Indiana at the Athletic and Convocation Center. Some of the card in South Bend looked like demolition over Haynes and perhaps Kim Patera. Maybe Brady Boone, not really sure. Also, the Ultimate Warrior battling Hercules to a draw. Brutus Beefcake scoring a win over Greg the Hammer Valentine. And in the main event, Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff still scoring a few wins here over Ravishing Rick Rude, this time pinning the Ravishing One does Orndorff with his pile driver finisher. The catch? The referee for this one? The living legend, Bruno Sammartino. Not really sure what that was about, but very cool match indeed. Bruno refereeing a match between Mr. Wonderful and Rick Rude. And that guy's going to conclude the house show results for the first half of the month of December here as all of the wrestlers off to Atlantic City, New Jersey, Caesars Palace on December the 16th to record the Slammy Awards. Going to be aired on December 19th. And then the superstars given some time off for the holidays, off from December 17th through the 25th. 
Christmas Day, off for the holidays, the WWF superstars, but they'll return on the road for shows December 26th, Boxing Day, and boy do they return with a vengeance. Results for at least five events here on December 26th alone, guys. And we're going to look at all of those results because while some of the same troops, a lot of the matches getting mixed up here. And it all starts New Haven, Connecticut at the Coliseum December the 26th, a matinee show in front of 6,000 fans. Going to see the Midgets in action. Midget tag team action here on the road after the holidays. Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris Dubie over at Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. Also on the card, Dino Bravo over Special Delivery Jones. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase defeating Hacksaw Jim Duggan on a disqualification. Duggan caught using his 2x4 on one Ted DiBiase there. Also, good to see Raymond Rougeau back on the road, scoring a pinfall here over Haku. Now, this match originally announced to be the Islanders taking on the Rougeau brothers, but uh, supposedly Tama was a no-show for the event, so Jacques accompanying brother Ray to ringside. And as I said, good to see him back in action. Remember, Raymond Rougeau, part of that giant 20-man tag of the Survivor Series, but never tagged in. And then we go back and we look at results all around the months of October, November, and here in December, the Rougeau's off the road quite a bit there for the last couple of months, and most of December here returning after Christmas. So perhaps the Rougeau's finally back full-time on the road. Also on the card here, Brutus Beefcake over Greg the Hammer Valentine. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat defeating IC champion Honky Talk Man on a countout, thanks to special referee George the Animal Steel. You have to wonder what kind of fun they had there with George Steele trying to count to 10. Did he do it all on his own, or did he have a little help from the fans? Great booking there by whoever was in charge of that one. Also on the card, ooh, listen to this one. Macho Man Randy Savage battling Ravishing Rick Rude to a 20-minute time limit draw. Now, that could have been fun. Throwback to Memphis. From there, it was the Birdman Coco Beware pinning the Wild Samoan Seacott with a missile dropkick and the Killer Bees making their first appearance in the ring. In the month of December as well, the Bees back on the road over the Conquistadors. Also, December 26th, the Rosemont Horizon, Chicago, Illinois. 12,000 fans going to witness Hillbilly Jim over Barry Horowitz. Another midget tag team match with other midgets. It's Pepe Gonzalez and Little Coco over the team of Bad Boy Brown and Killer Cruz. Also on the card, Danny Davis back in action, scoring a win over Sam Houston. Hercules defeating the Junkyard Dog. Rock down Morocco, now with superstar Billy Graham in his corner. Morocco picking up the win over the natural Butch Reed. The British Bulldogs appear to be married to the Bolsheviks here in the month of December. Bulldogs again scoring the win there over Nikolai and Boris. Also on the card, Million Dollar Man pinning Jake the Snake Roberts. And in the main event, 12,000 fans going to witness WWF champion Hulk Hogan pin the one-man gang with special referee Nick Bockwinkle. Chicago, Illinois, guys. I guess you could call it AWA country. And how ironic is it that Hogan left after having some matches with Bockwinkle never realizing that AWA title run the Hulkster wanted all the way back then. Now, in recent years, they went back and changed that. Credited Hogan as a former AWA champion, I do believe. But back then, Hogan never attained that championship, leading to him jumping to the World Wrestling Federation. See how that worked out. But it's fun seeing Nick Bockwinkle here as a referee, Hulk Hogan scoring a win over the one-man gang. And post-match, Ted DiBiase coming to ringside, attacking the Hulkster, again busting him open. Hogan doing another blade job here in Chicago, perhaps leading to a future matchup between the two here in the city. We'll have to wait on that, but for right now, December the 26th continues on. More action, this time Toledo, Ohio at the Sports Arena. 8,261 fans 
to see Pepe Gomez and Little Coco over Bad Boy Brown and Killer Cruz, Hillbilly Jim over Barry Horowitz, Danny Davis again pinning Sam Houston, Outlaw Ron Bass over the Junkyard Dog, it's the British Bulldogs defeating the Bolsheviks, Don Morocco defeating, listen to this one, Don Morocco scoring a win over Slick. You heard me right, guys. Butch Reed missing an action here. Don Morocco defeating Slick on a countout. You have to wonder, did Slick ever actually get in the ring? Was there any physical interaction? If so, yet another match I would love to see here. Also in Toledo, Jake the Snake Roberts over the outlaw Ron Bass. So Bass doing double duty here, subbing for Hercules. So a lot of no-shows on this card. Makes you think they didn't get to the arena in time. So they put Bass over earlier over the dog to make him stronger here when he does the job for Jake the Snake Roberts. Smart booking if you got to use a guy twice. And in the main event, WWF champion Hulk Hogan again pinning the one-man gang. And believe it or not, guys, after four years, nearly four years as WWF champion, this marked Hogan's debut in Toledo, Ohio. A day late Christmas present, but I'm sure the fans in attendance will take it. And we still have a couple more cards to look at here on December 26th. Not sure if we had five or six here to begin with, but here we go. WWF Buffalo, New York at the Memorial Auditorium. Dan Spivey over Lanny Poffo. Steve Lombardi defeating Tony Gurria. Gurria subbing for the ultimate warrior here. So how about that? Steve Lombardi scoring a win over Tony Gurria. Way to put the tights back on. Also, it looks like Kim Patera finally back in the ring after a few weeks off. Billy Jack Haynes and Kim Patera battling demolition to a double disqualification. Well, that's a little better than doing the job, I suppose. Also, in a matchup originally slated to see the Hart Foundation take on tag team champion Strike Force. Well, I should have pointed this out in advance. You'll see here for the remainder of the month of December after the holidays, Jim Neidhart, a no-show. Not really sure if that's injury-related or something else altogether, would be my guess. However, Neidhart, a no-show for the remainder of the month, so the hitman forced to go at it alone in several singles matches, and just to keep the fans happy, they make sure the baby faces go over, and well, you'll see what I mean here. As we get things going here, Jimmy Powers, with Paul Roma by his side, Jimmy Powers pinning the hitman Bret Hart, and then post-match, the hitman upset, challenging Paul Roma to a matchup, with Roma also scoring a win over the hitman, so biggest wins of their career there. Jimmy Powers and Paul Roma both pinning the hitman there. Now we do know, remember, Jim Neidhart did appear as part of that December 16th taping for the Slammy Awards, dancing on the stage to the Honky Tonk Man number, but he's going to miss the rest of the month. And I'm not really sure how far into 1988, if at all. And also on the card with Paul Orndorff preparing to leave the company fairly soon, it's the Ultimate Warrior picking up a victory in place of Orndorff here over the King, Harley Race. Poor Harley stepping in the ring with the Warrior. And the Jumping Bomb Angels back once again, back from Japan doing another tour here with the company against the Glamour Girls as we see the ladies' tag team champions Leilani Kai and Judy Martin scoring a win over the Bomb Angels here in Buffalo. And closing out the night, Bam Bam Bigelow slated to take on King Kong Bundy with Andre the Giant in his corner. Right now we head off to a promo with Bam Bam Bigelow and manager Oliver Humperdinck. Town on December the 26th, our annual holiday spectacular at the Buffalo Auditorium. They're talking about this one not only in Buffalo, Oliver Humperdinck, but all over the wrestling world. Bam Bam Bigelow to meet King Kong Bundy, Andre the Giant in Bundy's corner. Two immovable objects and irresistible forces colliding in Buffalo, and I love it. The day after Christmas, December 26th, Bam Bam Bigelow to face King Kong Bundy. Heenan, I want, hey, I want you to know one thing for sure, Heenan. I know Andre 
Andre the Giant's going to be in the corner that night, right? That's correct. And he's going to try to cause me problems. Well, I'm going to bring a problem for you, too, pal. It's called Bam Bam Bigelow. Take a look at this problem that you're going to have, Bundy. Look at Bundy here. Look at Bundy. Look All at right. Bundy up here. Look at this. Look at Bundy. What the... Look at Bundy. Hey, wait a minute. Right there. What? He just what? what is... What do you just do here? you got to be kidding me, Bam Bam. Those are those new stretch wrestlers. You know, I'm tired. Everywhere I go, I Bam Bam, when you going to wrestle Bundy? When you going to wrestle Bundy? Well, this is it. I'm going to wrestle your Bundy, and I'm on a beach in one, two, three, in the center of the ring, like you was a piece of chopped meat. Chopped liver. I like that. I'd like to see the VU meter on that. We hit the decibels there. Bent that puppy over pretty good. I thank you. Bam Bam going against King Kong Bundy here in Buffalo. Andre the Giant in Bundy's quarter on Saturday, December the 26th, Buffalo Auditorium. All right, Bam Bam been getting a nice push here in the company. The final man on Team Hogan at Survivor Series wasn't able to make it past Andre the Giant, but he was, however, able to make it past King Kong Bundy here tonight in Buffalo. It's Bam Bam Bigelow pinning Bundy with Andre in his corner. Defying all the odds is one Bam Bam Bigelow. As we finally close out the date for December 26th, we head off to the world's most famous arena, Madison Square Garden, New York City, New York, in front of a sellout crowd. Can't wait to see this card. Televised as part of the MSG Network. Included Gorilla Monsoon and Lord Alfred Hayes on commentary for this one. Also Bobby Heenan providing commentary for the first four matches of the night, which did include Iron Mike Sharp over Special Delivery Jones, the Rougeau Brothers defeating the Conquistadors, Hacksaw Jim Duggan over Sika the Wild Samoan, and the women's champion Sensational Sherry pinning Rockin' Robin, who is now also on tour with the WWF. Then up next, former partners finally collide. Many months in the making. Greg the Hammer Valentine standing by right now. He's got a brand new manager, Jimmy Hart, by his side. The Hammer getting ready to take on former partner, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. The man is going on nerve alone, instincts alone, because he wants the man that almost broke his leg in half. You know, the thing that I just don't understand, you didn't just want to beat that man. You would not be happy. You would not be content with a victory. You actually wanted to maim him. You wanted to hurt him. That's sick. As far as I'm concerned, I wish I could have tore that leg off and beat him over the head with it. Yes, Beefcake, I want to end your career. Yes, I want the respect that I deserve from all the fans of New York. And most of all, I'm going to have you respect me, Beefcake. I'm going to look right down at your face when they carry you out in that stretcher and that ambulance on the way to the hospital because it's come to this fruitcake. I can't wait to Get have ready. you Madison in the Mecca. Square Garden on the 26th, 8 p.m. Don't miss it. There you hear it. It sounds like it's hammer time as Greg Valentine with new manager Jimmy Hart does indeed defeat Brutus the Barber Beefcake here at MSG. But by a count out, guys, is Beefer chasing Jimmy Hart backstage, taking a count out loss. Now, post-match, Beefcake does return ringside but gets attacked by the hammer. Valentine looking to reapply that figure four, perhaps put Beefcake out of action forever, but this time the barber wise using his scissors to chase away Greg Valentine. As right now we head back to MSG one more time, we're going to hear post-match thoughts from the Hammer. All right, your lordship, I don't know how you saw it, but I wouldn't be surprised if there was an APB out 
Right now, for this man, Mouth of the South, Jimmy Hart, you were not in the mood for a holiday haircut. You stole those scissors. I didn't steal anything. If anybody stole anything, Buddha's the barber, he stole my jacket. Madonna gave me that jacket. But let me tell you something. We're going to have a campaign, Greg. Ban the scissors. Ban Madonna the scissors, gave... man. Greg Valentine, speaking of that sleeper hold, what about that? Yeah, you achieved. I can hardly talk right now. I have been choked down. That is no sleeper hold. That is the only reason Jimmy Hart got up on the apron. It's because the man was choking me down. That should be banned from the World Wrestling Federation, from the WWF. Brutus Beefcake, Brutus the Barber Beefcake. That is not a sleeper hold. And I tell you what, it's going to go down in the, in the record books as a victory for the hammer. Because I got my hand raised in front of 24,000 plus. All it's right. not the way I wanted to win, but I won. Next, I will talk with Frenchie Martin and Dino Bravo about that upcoming matchup. That is coming up right after this. So Greg Valentine not happy with the way things ended there. Even though he picked up the win, it sounds like this feud far from over. Is up next. Listen to this. What a beauty. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat battling ravishing Rick Rude, Bobby Heenan by his side. It's Steamboat and Rude going to a 20-minute time limit draw. No shaving of time there. They do the full 20 and maybe a few seconds extra. Now, post-match, Heenan gets on the microphone telling Steamboat how lucky he was the match didn't have five more minutes because if it had, Rude would have picked up the win. Now, this was all a way to goad Steamboat, lure Steamboat back in so that Rude could lower the boom on the Dragon post-match, but the Dragon ready, running off the heels. And sadly, this is going to mark Steamboat's final appearance at Madison Square Garden until the early part of 91. Also on the card here at MSG, the Islanders over the Killer Bees. Dino Bravo defeating Coco Beware. Midget tag team action. Going to see Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris Dubee over the team of Little Tokyo and Lord Littlebrook. Match only went about three and a half minutes. Kind of rushed those little guys. Also on the card, Macho Man Randy Savage with Miss Elizabeth defeating IC champion Honky Tonk Man on a disqualification. Honky accompanied to the ring by both Jimmy Hart and Peggy Sue. Savage securing that DQ win after the champion caught shoving the Macho Man purposely into the referee. Now, how it played out was the referee knocked down for quite a bit there on the mat. So there was a little mystery as to what the finish might be there. Randy Savage, during that time the referee was down, did get clocked by the Honky Tonk Man. Can't remember if it was the title belt. I feel like it was the megaphone. But Savage takes a nasty spill to the floor. We wonder, was he perhaps disqualified for hitting the referee? Perhaps he was counted out. Referee just didn't make the 10 count. Not really sure what the situation was there, but Honky would come to find out that the referee was no fool. He realized it was Honky who sent Savage into him, disqualifying the champion as Jimmy Hart was unable to get involved, suspended above the ring in that shark cage, though Peggy Sue was indeed ringside, and once again, getting the wig ripped off to end the night there at the Garden. And MSG selling out, reportedly selling out anyway, without Hulk Hogan even on the card. So the WWF very hot right now and certainly in the New York City market. As we head back to Landover, Maryland and the Cap Center once more, December the 27th for a matinee show, 13,000 fans. Going to see Barry Horowitz over Jerry Allen. The Rujos defeat the Conquistadors. Little Brook and Little Tokyo over Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris. Outlaw Ron Bass defeating Outback Jack. George the Animal Steel scoring a win over Sika on a countout. It's Greg the Hammer Valentine pinning former partner Brutus Beefcake Blasting with a foreign object, stealing a win there. Also on the card, Million Dollar Man pinning the Dragon Ricky Steamboat as the Dragon was trying to suplex DiBiase back in the ring. Virgil tripping him up, DiBiase falling on top, and Virgil on the outside holding the foot down of the Dragon, allowing DiBiase to steal the win. Also, it was the Islanders over the Killer Bees, and then the main event 
Wow, what a tag team matchup. Hulk Hogan and Bam Bam Bigelow in Landover scoring a win over King Kong Bundy and Andre the Giant. And surprisingly, it wasn't Hogan scoring the win here, but rather Bigelow pinning King Kong Bundy with the big splash. Match reportedly only went 5 minutes and 42 seconds. Now, no excuse for that, guys. I know Andre's not getting in the ring, but 13,000 fans out here? Gotta give me a bigger show than 5 minutes. Also, December the 27th, a pair of cards. Same results. St. Paul, Minnesota at the Civic Center for a matinee show later on that night. And Duluth at the Auditorium, both December 27th. Out to see Ravishing Rick Rude over Rock and Roll Buck Zumhoff. AWA country. Zumhoff subbing for Paul Orndorff, who seems to be missing dates left and right on his way out the door. So you go from expecting Orndorff and Rude to Rude and the disgusting, filthy, pedophile Buck Zumhoff. And I have many more words and names and thoughts I could say here, but we'll keep them off the show. Also on the cards here, December the 27th in Minnesota, Dangerous Danny Davis over Sam Houston, Little Brook and Little Tokyo over Cowboy Lang and Karate Chris, Hercules defeating the Junkyard Dog, Dino Bravo continues his winning ways over at Hillbilly Jim, Ladies Champion Sensational Sherry downing Rock and Robin, the British Bulldogs over the Bolsheviks, and Jake the Snake Roberts battling the one-man gang to a double count-out in Duluth, a double DQ in St. Paul on the same day. Now, we do have a couple more big matches on both events, but I've got sound bites queued up for those matches. First up, The Rock Don Morocco, scheduled to take on this man, the natural, Butchreed. Our great promoter here on the Twin Ports has lined up another fantastic holiday spectacular down at the Duluth Arena, Sunday night, December the 27th, 7.30 p.m. start of this one, i got to tell you, is absolutely loaded. I say loaded. In a return from October for the Intercontinental Heavyweight title, Honky Tonk Man again to defend against Macho Man Randy Savage. It's official. The mayor has barred Jimmy Hart from the building. Barred him, I think, from the city, to tell you the truth. However, in the Honky Tonk Man's corner will be his longtime love, his girlfriend, his arm piece acquaintance, Peggy Sue, and she is very attractive, I don't mind telling you. Special guest referee is going to be the legendary Nick Bockwinkel, I guarantee you, he will call a law and order match. Come on in, if you will, Doctor of Style, the dapper, debonair, clothes horse, slick, you've got a couple of your men involved in this car. One man gang is going to be going against Jake the Snake, the Bolsheviks are going to be squaring off against the British Bulldogs in a great tag team matchup, and guess who? Natural Butch uh, Reed yeah. meeting the Rock, Don Morocco. That's right, you know. You know, Don Morocco, I can't believe that you had the nerve to come out and interfere in this man's match. You had the nerve to stick your nose in the natural of all people, the natural Butch Reed business. Don't you know that this man is not to be messed with? Well, you're going to find that out, fool. By the way, let me point out, superstar Billy Graham is going to be in the rock car. What did you say? Who? Billy. Who? Whose idea is this? Easy, we don't want no fine. Easy. Whose idea was this to put him in the WWF? No, it was probably that big blockhead Morocco's idea. Well, let me tell you something, Morocco, boy. You think you're making a smart move? Well, all you doing is put gasoline on the fire, fool, and on the fire, and I'm going to explode all over you and superstar Billy Graham, too. So you just see what he got. He's out. I know he can't hardly walk. 
and you ain't got nothing to cripple, but let me tell you something, sucker, I will find something. All right, I thank you. Oh, by the way, Leo Spooner wants to sell you a suit, Slick, here in Duluth when you're here over the holiday. We don't want it. All right, Morocco and Reed headed to St. Paul, headed to Duluth, as we just heard, in both matches, going to see The Rock come out on top, the winner over The Natural. And yes, guys, I've got yet another soundbite ready for you. The final soundbite here this week on The Grenade. And what a great way to send it off. The main event on this pair of Minnesota cards, going to see the WWF Intercontinental Champion Hockey Tonk Man defend his title against the Macho Man Randy Savage. Once again, Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring in a shark cage and Peggy Sue ringside as well. But something a little different here in Minnesota. Guest referee for these matches former AWA world champion, Nick Bockwinkle. Nick Bockwinkle in the ring with the Macho Man at the same time. Savage taking on this man. Standing by, it's the Intercontinental Champion, Hockey Tonk Man. Sports coming up next Sunday night, December the 27th, 7.30 p.m., the World Wrestling Federation and its annual holiday spectacular returns here to the Twin Ports. Downtown at the Duluth Arena, what a card. One-man gang to meet Jake the Snake Roberts. Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff to meet Ravishing Rick Rude. First, these two men will pose down, and then it's on to wrestling. If the pose down, you fans, you be the judge. You make the decision. Jimmy Hart, come on in. I don't have real good news for the holiday season for you. You've been barred from the Duluth Arena. In the return from October, title defense for your champion, Intercontinental Champion, the Honky Tonk Man, being challenged by Macho Man Randy Savage. Special guest referee... All-time wrestling great Nick Bachman. You know, this has gone too far. Me, Bart, from ringside. Why? I don't ever do anything. You know it. I know it. The oh, people know it. come on, Now, Bart Winkle's going to be special referee. This is ridiculous. Ridiculous. Would you please give me a giant-sized break, Jimmy Hart? Oh, what do you on. mean you never interfere? Ask Conky constant Conky. source Ask of distraction. He is not the root of the problem. The problem lies somewhere else. It sounds like an administration problem to me. It's something they can't handle in the office. It's the office work getting too much for them. The thing is this. Jimmy Hart never interferes. He had to do nothing for me to be the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. All he has to do is be there. That's all. Now they got him barred from ringside Duluth, Minnesota. I get parking tickets. I get everything when I go there. The honky-tonk man don't care, though, because I have the fans behind me. They have, they, oh, they want love me, you here. They want me to Boy. do my thing in the Twin Ports. The port town is where it's at because it's rough and tough. And I hope he talk man likes it. Go get her. Bring her over here. I know what you're talking about. Uh -huh. I'm talking about my girlfriend, Peggy Sue. Blue eyes and a ponytail. Oh, yeah. Bar Jimmy Hart from ringside, but look who's taking her place. Look who's going to be watching Elizabeth. Look who's going to make sure that Elizabeth does not try to interfere. And I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nick Bockwinkle's special referee means nothing. All I can say is this. He better leave my girlfriend alone. He better not mess with her. If he wants to mess with somebody, mess with Elizabeth because I know she likes to run around. She's trying to get yes, me, baby. and that's what's that's got it. Peggy so mad. So, Duluth, you better be ready because the honky-tonk man is coming with that's a Cadillac. Next Sunday night, Duluth Arena, Peggy Sue and Honky Talk will be here. All right, and there it is. Honky sounds confident. Cool, cocky, and b -b 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 bad is the honky-tonk man. And with Jimmy Hart suspended above the ring, it is indeed the Macho Man defeating IC champion honky-tonk man. On a DQ, after the champion pulling Savage into the referee, Nick Bockwinkle. Bockwinkle not going to stand for it, calling for the bell. Wish he'd let it played out, or at least attacked Honky Tonk. I guess that's not really one of Nick's things, though. So Savage scoring a DQ win, Honky going to retain once more, and Peggy Sue, you got it, guys, once again, losing her wig. 
As we move on to another pair of shows, identical shows here on December 27th, up in Canada, London, Ontario, in front of 5,000 fans for a matinee show, and then later that evening in Hull, Quebec, at the Robert Guertin Arena. Hope I pronounced that right. On those cards, it was Ultimate Warrior over Steve Lombardi, Coco Beware pinning Iron Mike Sharp, and then we're back to the Bret Hart challenges, the singles challenges, Paul Roma scoring a win over the hitman Bret Hart here, and then afterwards, the hitman so upset, challenging partner Jimmy Powers to a matchup as well, to which the hitman also lost. Jimmy Powers pinning Bret Hart. So a company man was the hitman all the way back in 1987. Kind of sad to think about what would happen, well, 10 years later. Hey, I put in my time. Also on the cards here in Canada, Demolition, defeating the team of Billy Jack Haynes and Kip Patera on a DQ. Hey, Patera finally made his way to Canada. Seems like most of the year, every time Patera was slated for a matchup here, he had to be replaced, and I thought that might have had something to do with his past prison record down in the United States, but he makes it here in December of 87, so maybe he got to be out of prison for a year. I'm not really sure what the deal is. Also on this pair of cards, it's Danny Spivey over Leaping Lanny Poffo, ladies champions, the Glamour Girls defeating the Jumping Bomb Angels, and Hacksaw Jim Duggan scoring pins over the King Harley Race. And one final show here, December 27th, in front of a sellout crowd at Toronto's Maple Leaf Gardens. 17,500 fans. Going to see Jerry Allen over Johnny K-9. Karate Chris downing Lord Littlebrook. And Karate Chris, I, I believe he was the son of Frenchie Lamont, another former midget wrestler of years gone by. Also in Toronto, Outlaw Ron Bass defeating Outback Jack. The Conquistadors scoring a win over the Rougeau brothers. How about that? I would like to have seen that matchup. Conquistadors over the Rougeaus. In their native Canada, no less. I'll teach you to be injured, Ray. Also there in the gardens, the Islanders over the Killer Bees. Greg the Hammer Valentine downing Brutus the Barber Beefcake. Ricky the Dragon Steamboat over Sika the Wild Samoan. And in the main event, Hulk Hogan again teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow, scoring a win over King Kong Bundy and the million-dollar man Ted DiBiase. This time Hogan picking up the pinfall here over Bundy. As we head off back down to the States, December the 28th, a month removed from Survivor Series, the WWF back at the Richfield Coliseum, Richfield, Ohio, 8,000 fans to see Hercules over the Junkyard Dog, Dino Bravo pin Hillbilly Jim, Ravishing Rick Rude over Tag Team Champion Tito Santana, subbing for Paul Orndorff, again MIA. It's the Bulldogs over the Bolsheviks, Don Morocco pinning Natural Butch Reed, Dangerous Danny Davis over Sam Houston. Oh, what a way to return to Richfield. Listen to this card. Oh, my God. Not exactly the best ever, but still drawing 8,000, and we'll get to why in just a minute, as we see the one-man gang scoring a win over Jake the Snake Roberts on a countout, and in the main event, again, Hulk Hogan teaming with Bam Bam Bigelow over King Kong Bundy, and this time, Andre the Giant stepping in the ring there in Richfield, kind of a play on the match the month prior, the Survivor Series main event. We saw all four of these men as a part of that one. Also, December 28th, 5,000 fans in Pittsburgh. So the WWF already making the rounds back to Pittsburgh there at the Civic Arena. Jerry Allen over Barry Horowitz, outlaw Ron Bass, pinning Outback Jack with his pedigree-like finisher. It's the Rougeos back to winning over the Conquistadors. George the Animal Steel battling Seacott to a double countout. Karate Chris and Cowboy Lang over the team of Little Tokyo and Little Brook. Brutus the Barber Beefcake finally scoring a pinfall over Greg the Hammer Valentine. Beefer able to secure a foreign object Jimmy Hart had tried to hand off to the Hammer the barber using it first, 
and scoring the win there over former partner Valentine. Also on the card in Pittsburgh, ladies champion Sherry over Rock and Robin. The Islanders defeating the Killer Bees. Million Dollar Man Ted DiBiase scoring a win over Ricky the Dragon Steamboat. Again with a little help from Virgil ringside. And in the main event, Macho Man Randy Savage over IC champion Honky Tonk Man. Out of disqualification, Jimmy Hart continuing to be suspended above the ring in that shark cage. As we head into the home stretch here, December the 29th, Hershey, Pennsylvania, the Hershey Park Arena, 6,500 fans to see Outlaw Ron Bass over Outback Jack. The Rujos once again over the Conquistadors. Rick Rude again pins Tito Santana, subbing for Paul Orndorff. It's Sherry over Rock and Robin. The Islanders defeating the Killer Bees. George Steele defeating Sika on a countout. Million Dollar Man picking up a victory once more over the Dragon Ricky Steamboat. And IC champion Hockey Talk Man over the Macho Man, this time on a countout. Also, December 29th, big time action up north in Canada just a month before the Royal Rumble, which will also head here, talking about the Cops Coliseum, Hamilton, Ontario. December the 29th, in front of 18,000 fans, and a lot of these matches will be shown on TV. Features Gorilla Monsoon, Nick Bockwinkle on live commentary for this event. Going to see Dan Spivey pick up a win over Leaping Lanny Poffo with that hangman's neckbreaker. The Ultimate Warrior over Steve Lombardi with the Gorilla Press Slam and the Warriors music must not be making the house show rounds yet. He's out to crank it up here for this show. Also in Hamilton, this is interesting, ladies champions, ladies tag team champions, the Glamour Girls scoring a win over Jumping Bomb Angels. Now we know we're going to see a rematch of sorts here next month here at Cobbs Coliseum at the Royal Rumble. Two out of three falls with a very interesting finish. Can't wait till we get there. But we're back here in December to look at more results in Hamilton, Ontario. Hacksaw Jim Duggan over the King Harley Race. The hitman Bret Hart this time pinning Paul Roma with Jimmy Powers in his corner. No double match here. Jimmy Powers does not wrestle the hitman on this night. Just kind of stands ringside. So seemingly Bret refusing to job there in Canada. That'll come into play in another 10 years as well. But a fun matchup, Bret Hart over Paul Roma, also on the card. Coco Beware pinning Iron Mike Sharp. Dino Bravo with new manager Frenchie Martin by his side. Bravo again stealing another win from Hillbilly Jim, clocking him from behind while Martin ran the distraction on the apron. Then from there, tag team action. Going to see demolition over the team of Ken Patera and Billy Jack Haynes. And in his one and only title matchup, WWF Championship matchup, the natural Butch Reed in the main event here, taking on the WWF champion, Hulk Hogan. Unfortunately for the natural, it is Hulk Hogan pinning Butch Reed. Hogan scoring the win after the big leg drop after Reed collided with Slick on the apron. So this match, not out there in its entirety, but it is part of that WWF wrestling board game, the VHS board game that was released uh, probably around 1988 or so, I'd have to think. I picked it up at a flea market around 1990. Was so excited that there was a videotape in the box. I never really learned how to play the game. I don't know that I ever got the game out. But this match between Reed and Hogan was shown in bits and pieces as part of that board game videotape. And it was very unique because it was Reed's one and only title shot against the Hulkster here. And no shock, but Reed doing the job to the leg drop as we roll on December 30th, Providence, Rhode Island at the Civic Center. 2,500 fans going to see Jerry Allen over Barry Horowitz, Outlaw Ron Bass pinning Outback Jack, George Steele and Sika battling to a double countout. It's the Rougeos over the Conquistadors. Ted DiBiase also facing Ricky Steamboat to a 20-minute draw. Now there's a fun one, provided they didn't sit around in chinlocks anyway. 
Also on the card, the Islanders over the Killer Bees. Tag Team Champion Tito Santana with Rick Martell in his corner. Finally in the ring with the Hitman Bret Hart. Still no anvil though, guys. Tito Santana pinning the Hitman here, even though Bret's foot was on the bottom rope. And the Hitman's so upset that he then challenged Rick Martell to a matchup. Which Rick Martell also wins. Rick Martell scoring a win also this night over Bret Hart. So a couple of fun matches there. I mean, look at this card. You had Ricky Steamboat and Ted DiBiase going 20 minutes. And then from there, Bret Hart versus Tito Santana and Bret Hart versus Rick Martell. And if that wasn't enough, off to the main event to see Ravishing Rick Rude defeat Mr. Wonderful Paul Orndorff, who shows up here for a steel cage match. When Orndorff unwisely throwing Rude into the corner, accidentally sending him through the steel cage door and out to the floor. Orndorff essentially aiding Rude and escaping the cage. The Ravishing One going to pick up the win there in Providence on December the 30th. Also on the 30th of December, Springfield, Illinois at the Prairie Capital Convention Center. Dan Spivey over Lanny Poffo, the Ultimate Warrior defeating Steve Lombardi. It's Sensational Sherry defending her title over Rockin' Robin. Coco Beware downing Iron Mike Sharp. The Glamour Girls defeating the team of the Jumping Bomb Angels. It's Dino Bravo over Hillbilly Jim. Demolition picking up another victory over Billy Jack Haynes and Ken Patera. Hacksaw Jim Duggan scoring a win over the King Harley Race. And in the main event, once again, I see champion hockey talk man with Peggy Sue by his side, retaining his title over the macho man Randy Savage. As we close out the month of December, one more show to be had. December the 31st, New Year's Eve in Muskegon, Michigan at the Walker Arena. Now, I don't have full results, but the card looked like this. Danny Davis over Sam Houston. Ted DiBiase picking up a victory over George Steele. It was ladies champion Sensational Sherry defeating Rockin' Robin. Bam Bam Bigelow pinning King Kong Bundy. Also on the card, Tito Santana taking on the hitman Bret Hart. You have to think it was the same shenanigans again. Perhaps Tito over the hitman. Rick Martell over Bret Hart as well there. Also scheduled on the card was Hacksaw Jim Duggan taking on the one-man gang. No results for that one. And in the main event, once again, IC champion Honky Tonk Man retaining over the macho man Randy Savage. And I can't believe it, guys, but that's going to do it here for the year of 1987 as far as house show results go. Now we're going to be back for the next couple weeks here on The Grenade talking all about December TV and all the storylines going on there with the Million Dollar Man trying to purchase the WWF title belt and so on and so forth. As we head into the new year, another edition of Saturday Night's Main Event right around the corner, the first ever Royal Rumble, the first ever main event on Friday night, prime time on NBC, and of course WrestleMania 4 not too far away as well. So the WWF kind of slow going here in the month of December, just building, setting the tone for an explosive first quarter of 1988. And a lot of unique house show matches we saw this time around. Really caught my eye. But when we return here on The Grenade, we'll be back to take a look at the first half of December TV. We'll see where this Hogan-DiBiase situation goes. Where does Andre the Giant factor in at this point? We'll see some interesting exchanges between Dangerous Danny Davis and Sam Houston as part of Wrestling Challenge. And let's not forget superstar Billy Graham has a major announcement upcoming on the next edition of The Grenade as well. So again, the WWF using the holiday season to set the tone, set the build for an explosive first quarter of 1988, and I for one can't wait for it. But for right now, we're going to close up shop here this week. Hope you guys really enjoyed the show, enjoyed the sound bites as much as I did. And Macho Man Randy Savage, one of the best promos of all time. So as we wrap up things here, just want to remind everybody to head over to WrestleCopia.com. 
Check out all the podcasts streaming there as part of the WrestleCopia brand. And of course, also available everywhere your podcast streaming needs are met. Be sure to follow me on X on Twitter at Wrestling Grenade. That's at R-A-S-S-L-I-N Grenade. Follow and like me, Facebook.com slash Wrestling Grenade. Subscribe, YouTube.com slash Wrestling Grenade. And of course, please check it out. Talking about the $5 all access tier at Patreon.com slash WrestleCopia. That address again, patreon.com slash wrestle, C-O-P-I-A. As I can't express how much your patronage supports the brand. And all right, guys, that's going to wrap it up here this week. Had a fun time looking at the house shows closing out the year of 1987. Can't believe we're almost there. Seems like just yesterday we were talking all about WrestleMania 3, and here we are getting ready for WrestleMania 4. Not too far away. But with that, time to close out the show here this week. So this is Ray Russell saying, from pillar to post and coast to coast, you pull the pin and I'll pick up the pieces right here on the Wrestling Memory Grenade. I'll see you next week. Don't miss it. Be Yeah, you mean Gene Okerlund could be something else or whatever. Larry Bird.